And we're live, Painkiller Already, episode 288. Hey, can I jump in before the ads? Yeah. A quick thing, we're yeah. trying something new. So we're going to go for probably about 40 minutes, an hour before our guest joins, and then he becomes available a little bit into the show. So you guys can see, I know Taylor and Kyle and see, but Anthony, Anthony Cumia is going to be our guest, and he'll be joining us roughly 40 minutes from now. Kyle? Yep, got three sponsors tonight, Dollar Shave Club, Movement Watches, and USA's Mr. Robot, which a lot of you were a fan of. Uh, we'll be talking about all of them later on in the show, explain each one of them to you, but for now, let's just get into it. So yeah, Kumi is coming on later. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys Excited are telling me, that. yeah, you, you guys were saying him. he's in some hot water, so it'll be fun to, to see what's going on with that. He always seems to be, like the very first time we had him on, the thing we were discussing was uh, was it, you know the, the the accusations of racism and all the Twitter. He rants. had made some tweets was, that could be interpreted harshly. Yeah, and he got fired from that massive uh, uh, contract from from Sirius. So so yeah, he's always I, in it. So it'll be fun to talk to him. I was I was so I was having conversations with myself about this before the show started, and typically, and I hope this holds true tonight. Anthony is an open book. Like, if, if he's in hot water and in the public thing, he's never like, no, 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 we're just here to talk about Rampart, right? For the AMA reference. You know, like, it, he'll be like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about my experiences there. And I hope that he does that this show. We'll find out. We will. Yeah. He's very, I like how he's handled stuff like that in the past as far as being open with it. I admittedly, like, I followed his whole firing from Sirius XM closely because I was listening to ONA all the time uh-huh. at that time. Since ONA stopped. I haven't followed him as much, really, like what's going on with whatever his current court case is. I don't 100% know, but he's really got, my understanding is he has fuck you money, and so that lets him just kind of say whatever. Like, yeah, I got accused of this, you know, people think I'm really racist, but what are you going to do? I guess I'm going to go get my hot tub and, you know, maybe tap my Guinness keg, my, <laughs> my third Guinness keg downstairs. But, yeah, I really like Anthony. He's a funny fucking guy. But big he said news. I was racist, so I... I fucked a black transsexual. Let's see, him, let's see him say that now. That's if that is true. That's a silver bullet of impenetrability. He's like, I to love the left, him. Where it's like, man, you're a racist and you're a transphobe. Oh yeah. Well, I fucked a black let me, trans uh, gender person. Let me introduce person, so you there. to Jamal here. <laughs> Jamalette. <laughs> um, dude, that's like the plot line between Orange behind Orange is the New Black this season. There's a, oh, I've never seen an episode of that. You, I haven't either. Uh, yeah, no. Well, I okay. Minor spoilers. There's a um, like a celebrity who gets introduced this season as an inmate, and uh, I think she's meant to be Martha Stewart. And you know, like, there's a lot of parallels, but not exactly. Anyway, she's accused of being racist while she's in there. So she doesn't become a lesbian, but she likes like as these like impromptu photo ops where she's like kissing black women and uh and not just like i don't know how to like the the blackest of black women right giant dark skinned i'm trying to say this gingerly but like like you mean like a ginger or carefully carefully um okay (laughs) (laughs) the black woman that she kisses uh you know is the, got some soul. Got some soul. Saying? Perfect. I think right, I think that works for me. She's got some soul, and uh, like she couldn't have picked uh, a better version. Would CNN call them urban. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I, I, I really wish I hadn't gone down this road because there's gonna be Woody exposed videos all over. Like I'm the next key star. But uh, <laughs> you say there's a lot of shootings on 
that road. <laughs> She's from MLK Boulevard. So, <laughs> well, now, yeah. He's, what? That's right. a Chris Rock routine. In every, every single city. city. Right. And every single one of, like, that's like the barometer for downtown St. Louis of, like, if, if you know a story's going to be good, if you're talking to a friend, they're like, so I was on MLK. And you're like, oh, and what were you doing there? I know you weren't lost because you live here, so you were doing something fucky. Or, yeah, you, know, you couldn't find the drugs you wanted in, in the other counties, so you had to really delve deeper. Yeah. So anyway, that's a plot line from Orange is the New Black. She pretends to be a lesbian into black women and like poses for photos and stuff. So. That's that sounds smart. That's what the poli- that's what Donald Trump should do too. He should bring out a bring out a black lover. Like, like you know what? This is Emilio. He's been with me since the '80s. He helped me design Trump Tower. Like start making out with a black guy on stage. Like just <laughs> what are they gonna do pretend, with that? Dude, I would pretend to be anything if I would, if they were like you're sentenced to prison for you know 30 years, gavel bang, get out of here. I I would be a neo-Nazi the first day with no qualms because that's the only way that i think like if you're in a real prison you you have to join a gang right like if you don't you're kind of fucked and i don't think that the latin kings or some other group is going to be like oh yeah we'll get uh glasses wearing white guy (laughs) like i'm gonna have to immediately like get a fucking big pen and start stabbing as they're convicting me like hey hey, put that pen down put that pen no i gotta hurry up i'm going to jail i'm putting a swastika like right now (laughs) I don't know. I don't really have a good prison survival strategy. Sometimes people are like, ah, what do you train for a while? No, that's not going to help. We all know it's not going to help. Like, they're going to have some sort of fair 1v1. Are we going to lay the mats out first? Is that that step one (laughs) of this thing? No, they're going to kick my ass at, like, the cafeteria table. I want to go in there with a good, tight, three to five minute set. So that you can just entertain everyone. (laughs) When they start fucking with it, you just want to be like, just kind of stand up on a chair and start doing stand-up. You, you want them laughing. You, if you could do that, I think you could bring all... What if you had prison humor, too? What if it was jokes about the white guys and the black guys and the Mexican guys, and you, you had situational, observational yeah, humor for that? then they all dislike you. Just nah, roast them. I don't know. That, I, or yes, you, you go with the... I, I don't know that you have to be a... Like, join a gang. Maybe you could just, like, just be you and just keep your head down. But, yeah, if you did have to gang, join one, I think we all know which gang we're going to fit into. Am I the only one that yeah. has, like, some related, like, prison anxiety? Like, oh, fuck, what would I do? I don't know. Like, I, this is just a situation which I won't thrive in. This Not is terrible. Really, because, like, you have... To go to, day, real, a little rough, like, to go to but, real fucking prison, you have to do something fucked up or you have to fuck up a ton of times, you know? Like, you have to really rack up those loitering charges before they're throwing <laughs> you in with, you know, fucking Tony Stevens-White. You forgot uh, another... your visa bill, Mr. Whit- Woodworth. <laughs> Three to <Yeah>. five! <laughs> like, <sighs> that's yeah, no, like, you have to do something like arson like arson, I guess just arson, yeah. You have to do something like that, I think, or violent crimes. And I have, n- I, I know I'm never going to do something like that, so I'm not worried. Uh, dude, um, yeah, I don't when know. That, I... When that uh, concussed old elderly neighbor stumbles into Woody's kitchen at three in, in the morning, and Woody blows him away. He's going to be. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my purse. <laughs> That's the castle doctrine, man. I'm safe. Don't come in my house without an invite, baby. That's how it is in Missouri, too. You yeah. Gotta, yeah, I think we're all in states like that, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. It, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. North Carolina, if people have no idea, the Castle Doctrine means that if the, it used to be, and I learned a lot about this during my concealed permit course, um, 
that if someone was already in your house, you couldn't shoot them. Like there they are with their with your toaster, like clearly stealing it. That's like proof of intent not to hurt you. They have to like drop the toaster and run at you for you to be clear to shoot in the old days. Um, interestingly though, if they were banging on your door, you could shoot them through the door if you wanted. But if they're already in the house and there they are with your toaster, no shooting. Now, if they're in your house, open fire. Like that's how the castle doctrine works. If, if there's bad guys in your house, you don't have to wait for them to prove that they're bad. Well, but if it turns out that they weren't bad, you're going to be a lot of hot water. I guarantee you that if it's your concussed elderly neighbor trying looking for help for his wife and you've gunned him down without without even like checking a pulse, like there's going to be hell to pay. Probably. Yeah. And concussed elderly neighbors are a pretty extreme scenario. But if it's like your propane guy who thought he could just enter the house, you know, and check on things without talking to you first, you know, you're probably clear. Like did I Damn. Don't, you don't know Larry, the propane guy? I don't. God damn, he yeah. sells propane and propane accessories. <laughs> I don't know how close you guys are to like driving into another state from where Very your house close. is. Not Very close. close. So when you took your concealed weapons permit, did they have to like give you rules for the surrounding states? Yes, it's interesting in? you bring that up because it's only just recently that South Carolina has uh, implemented reciprocity for their concealed carry permits with Georgia. Up until then, it was like my, my permit didn't work in South Carolina, but it worked everywhere else surrounding and, and maybe 40, 45 other states in the in the union. But uh, but now I believe we have reciprocity with them. And I'm sure the reason was because our uh, requirements to, to, to obtain a concealed carry license permit is you got to have a pulse, no criminal record, and like 50 bucks. And then they just, you know, it's a, they just issue them to you. Whereas in South Carolina like North Carolina, where Woody is. I think there was a class and uh, some training. Yeah, the there's actually a here, shooting they test, had too. To, the closest state here, because when I took my course, like, they give you, like, I'm very, very close, obviously, to Illinois, like, only 20 minutes away or whatever. Okay. And so they they gave us, like, yeah, if you're in Missouri driving around, have that thing loaded, set it on, like, your seat, just whatever, keep 100 rounds and, like, 1,000 rounds in the back, just hog wild, hunky-dory. <laughs> if you find yourself on the bridge driving into Illinois and you have that loaded gun with you you may as well just roll down your window and throw it into the Mississippi because if you get pulled <laughs> over over in Illinois with this legal thing in Missouri you're in a you're in a lot of trouble you will go to jail so what do we do we don't bring our guns to Illinois like <laughs> I accidentally brought a gun to Illinois once That's I had a fucking bad I know and we <laughs> checked the truck so hard before oh no but that's just him, right? You still with me, Taylor? I'm still with you. That's right. just him. Kyle typically and they checked comes the back. truck so hard before. What next? <laughs> We're on the edge of our seat. We want to know. I'm, uh, I'm just trying to remember where it left off because it's going to speed up his voice in a couple seconds and it's going to go. <laughs> and then we went to the show. And it's like, oh, well, God damn it. We lost the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. I don't that, know. That's how it always ends up. Dude, going. so but, they. Here's the deal. In. um. In North Carolina, if somebody is, uh, oh, shucks, now he moved around. In North yep. Carolina, if someone is entering your house, you're free to shoot. So they told us about this case where, the, oh, sorry, Kyle, we lost you for a bit. They told us about this case where a guy was sleeping over at his girlfriend's apartment, right? And bad guy, legit actual bad guy coming in through the window. Guy had a police record with you know, the assault and violent crimes on it and the, the whole nine yards. Boyfriend pulls out the gun, shoots bad guy as he comes in the house. 
He was in hot water because they're like, sure, you can defend your home, but he's not home. He's at his girlfriend's place right now. And, you know, suddenly, like, he was supposed to retreat or something. I don't know. But uh, he ended up winning, but he had, like, That would be crazy if it. he lost. What was he, what was he supposed to do? Hand the gun to his girlfriend who purportedly does I guess, doesn't have any gun knowledge? Like, how is that better? Yeah. To, I, if I'm at, you know, Kyle's house and assuming – or if Kyle's at my house – and I assume I know I know nothing about guns, and someone's knocking on my door trying to bust it down. Kyle has to give me a gun and be like, "All right, that's the safety. You're gonna want to keep your finger off the trigger until he bursts through the door <laughs> hurry, and starts hurry. firing at us." You know, <laughs> Don't uh, worry, those are full hurry. metal jacket rounds. They're gonna go right through the wall and him. Yeah, right <laughs> through the wall and him and your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor and. <laughs> Yeah. So aim low. <laughs> yeah. So to me, my home is wherever I'm sleeping that night. Like if I'm in a hotel room, I feel like the castle doctrine, I don't know if it does, should extend to that hotel room on me. I agree. You know. I agree. I think it does. I, I think there's a whole thing. So I want to talk a little bit about the, 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 the Britain's exit from uh, the European Union because Chiz just linked it here. And, mm -hmm. and so the votes are being tallied right now. And it looks like lead to, the vote to leave has 161,744 votes. The, the, those voting to remain in the European Union, uh, a bit below that, at 158,537. A difference, a difference of about 3,200 votes, roughly, uh, for them leaving. Uh, there's, um, I don't see what you see. Where, where? Oh, I'm sorry. It's at the top center. Yeah, All right. BBC News. Now, what's really interesting is the other uh, link, the push, showing you the value of the British pound, and it's absolutely fallen to nothing. Oh. Um, well, Kitty was doing something with the pound this afternoon before that happened, so I hope she went the right way. She was like, oh, they voting today, the pound's going to do this and that. I'm going to make a boatload of money. And she was, like, moving stuff around. So I hope she did it the right way. So, so let me yeah. just, to repeat what Kyle Ooh. said, in hundred thousands, it's 161 to 158 in favor of leaving, but virtually tied. Um, huh. Do you guys have an opinion on this? Or I, I, I tried to look into it, a very cursory look at the situation, and I feel like from my little bit of knowledge that leaving makes more sense, but I also am not very informed. Like, do yeah, you know, what do you guys know? I, same thing, very cursory knowledge. Like, I, I feel like the UK is one of the stronger members of the EU. So if they leave, the EU is suddenly like the B team. Lesser. Right? Yeah. Now um, it's J V. And there really. yeah. And there's some strength in numbers. Like if the year if the Euro wants to really compete with the dollar, you know, say, then like England should be in it. But for England, maybe it's in their best interest not to be in it. I, I know yeah. I don't want America to in join In some it. regards, I think it is, and some it isn't, right? I, I was talking to Kitty about this. Mm -hmm. I was asking what, how her family was voting, and the smart members of her family, who are a bit conservative, mm -hmm. I think, were voting to stay. And uh, um, interesting enough, um, her in-law, who's from, uh, from, from a different country, was voting to leave. I, I think one of the... I think one of the bonuses that some see from leaving, maybe, mm -hmm. is that they have more control over their immigration policies and their economy. But I think that they also are going to have to pay more from goods from the EU countries now. So mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to affect their economy in the long run. But you know, the idea of of not being a part of of not having other people decide things for you just just feels right. It just feels like a little bit of liberty. I, I think yeah, we all, it does, doesn't it? When you hear that that oh yeah, there's a big group that we're a part of over there, and they decided this, so we got to do that over here now. You're just you yeah. kind of feel a little bit uh, trampled on, a little weighed down by people who aren't representative of you necessarily. And knowing that that group 
can dictate policies and things to your leaders that you chose and yeah. that your leaders aren't able to do things that they would obviously promise in campaigns because it would, you know, counteract the wishes of the EU or whatever. Like the obviously and I've said it very simple understanding, but if the UK is so fucking successful and basically uh, buoying the EU at like what what is their incentive to stay in it? Like what how does it help them? You know? Or is like I don't know. I don't know. I really Again, don't know. I have a very cursory understanding of it too. When it first started, and I was kind of young, so I like I didn't have. I feel like you can understand politics, but unless you've understood politics for ten years, you don't have the context. And that's where I was when the EU started. But it was like, oh well, so Europe is going to become a country. You know, that's not the <clears throat> the start of this thing, but that's how I saw it going. I was like, huh, Europe is going to be like a parallel to America, or maybe even better. I don't know. Now that like I feel like it's played out for a while, that didn't really happen. It, it seemed like the weaker states, for you know, air quotes, they have held back the stronger states, and they they never quite got along. But my my vision of it at the start was that like this would become America almost, you know? God except damn it, that, Lithuania, pull your own weight. <laughs> yeah, except that instead of North yeah, Carolina and California that's... and New York, it was going to be England and Germany and France. I don't know, like, the the distribution of power in the EU. So, like, if, you know, the Grand King of England shows up and, you know, the Prime Minister of Liechtenstein show up, and do they both get one vote? That's is exactly it both, like, how it works. If that's how it works, then that is, that's, that's obscene. That's ridiculous, because then it's just tiny little countries. A while ago. He's very upset about losing this amount of power. <laughs> really? You don't you don't think it's going to give Liechtenstein uh, a, a chance to finally seize the opportunity? Well, all dozen of, of them. On soon. Yeah. We'll see what he has to say. Yeah, I don't. I, don't know I just don't, Yeah, we don't know enough about this to talk about. I don't think. But I think it's no. interesting. Uh, I think <laughs> it, okay, it, it, that's it, the first true thing we've said thus far. <laughs> well, I, I think it's. I think it's. I agree. Yeah, without <laughs> without having any like specific knowledge about the ins and outs, it's clear that there are positives to staying and negatives to staying, and vice versa for for, for leaving as well. You know, so so. I think it's I think it's interesting because it's it's one of the bigger countries in the world making a massive decision and seeing how it affected their their currency is really interesting. So we'll see how it plays out. That's cool. Yeah. I don't really care either way. I don't like because it doesn't really impact me directly. Like maybe it'll impact the economy in a way that impacts us eventually, but I don't know. But there is something visceral like what you said Kyle of like yeah, they should be able to dictate their own decisions. Like, that's their country. They should be able to do what they want with it, you know? But if most of their country wants to stay in the European Union, then they are doing what they want with it. I yeah, exactly. I'm very... I, just, I like that they are voting. I like that. I like yeah, that. I do. Yeah. I, I think that's what I like. I'm really freedom-based in my politics. And uh, I think I've become more so since I moved into this house. I don't know what it is, but something about having a little elbow room... It's as dumb as this is. and You're I, able to exercise some more of your rights so they mean more to you. I, and I recognize that this next thing I'm about to say is dumb, but hang in there because it's just you know, emotional. Something about getting my water from the ground and having my own septic system has made me my own island. It, it's Hopefully different tanks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, don't judge. <laughs> hey, so, we, got a, so, we, got nice we got a Brita. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's just like, like, all right, you know, yeah. So we get my. The only thing I get from like the the grid out there is electricity, and even that, I'm like, wouldn't it be great if I had my own solar? I would have my own like country here, and you know, with the exception of perhaps trash service. But um, 
something about that has made me a little more don't tread on me. Like a little more like, you know, like just, I don't know. Every day that passes that doesn't include you planting your first crop is a shock to me. <laughs> I don't know. I, you've got, you, you got the tools, you got the talent, you got the land, you got everything it takes. I am shocked. That Colin and Hope are not out there in overalls picking peas or something or carrots and stuff. They really like, should be. Good point. Yeah, I, I, it, just, I don't know. I've just become a little more don't try on me a little more. Like, I, I feel like when I was packed in in the cul-de-sac over there, it was like, you know, we live in a community. This is a society. We have rules and, and understanding. And, and now it's not that I don't live in a society. It's just that it's a little more like I enter and leave it, whereas before I was always in it. And you can you can paint your mailbox however you want now. That's literally a thing. Yeah, I, I, I not only could I not paint my mailbox anything I wanted, I had to buy my mailbox from an approved vendor. You know, you couldn't just go to Home Depot and get a mailbox. Something subtle about it will be different. Oh, is that a plastic red flag? <laughs> no, no, siree. You need a metal red flag in this neighborhood. Your mailbox yeah. is slightly different than your peers. And, and, you know, so you would go to a pro and they were so expensive. It was like $320 for a mailbox or something. And uh, they're like 1995, but just mildly different. We had a neighbor who'd got a new mailbox and it was the same in every way, except it didn't have the brass straps across the top. <laughs> that shit doesn't fly in Amherst. <laughs> you better find a way to get some brass straps on that mailbox. And yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So now, it, and by the way. That's what we need our government doing and investing time in. <laughs> well, making sure that's not... that we have mailbox continuity. <laughs> it's a and homeowners association. Isn't it? Homeowners association is what it was. Oh, homeowners association. And, and, which is yeah. almost, it's kind of a form of government. And they're definitely supported by the government. Like the government will say, yeah, homeowners, there's a, a hierarchy of laws. It's like state, county, city, homeowners association. Yeah. And if it's not defined but by the those other ones. Is that it is kind of a law because if you said, no. Screw you, homeowners association. They wouldn't just say rats. They call their bluff. <laughs> like something would happen. So they could literally take your house from you. Yeah, yeah. And, and and my view on HOAs is if that's what you want, cool. You know, like when I bought that house, I knew it had an HOA, and I felt like you know I signed the papers, I agreed to it, and I liked. We had a neighbor down the like four doors down from us. He had a Corvette which sounds nice, but it was like a project he never worked on. And it literally sat on four flat tires in his driveway, if you can imagine this. And the paint on it was getting like cloudy and you know how you get those like, I don't know, patches and it, it looked like hell. And then he put a tarp on it, but the tarp was never like properly put on it. So like a corner would be exposed and it would blow in the rain. And he Heavens just- no. It, Sloppy tarpsmanship. <laughs> yes, right. It <laughs> looked like, like hell. It, it was like a broken down car in his driveway that just sat there for months. And the HOA was like, you know, you can't have that. And I think he sold it or something. And I, I never said anything. Like I, I, I never ratted on anyone because I'm not a perfect person either. You know, the moment I rat on your car, my yard comes up as a topic, you know? <laughs> Crab grass was not nice. It's so, that's what, that's one of the things that's so funny to me is like the, is in your last home, we used to talk about how awful your yard was. And I'd be like, yeah, you could put some stuff out here, you know, a little, little, little turf. You'd have yourself, you know, a couple hundred square feet of grass to put your bare feet on. You're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> you know? you know? I was like, do you pay somebody to cut it? He's like, it, most, it mostly just dies on its own. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to support a stalk of grass taller than this around here. So. It 
was tough. So the, our front yard, uh, one, it had a really big oak tree in it, and that apparently like kills all the grass nearby. And two, it had an incline. And at one time, I remember this. Oh my god, I worked my ass off to like take this really hard, compacted, awful clay, and I'm with a hand raking, making it all loose and puffy and nice. And then I spread my um. It's grass seed on it. And then I put like lime or whatever fertilizer they told me to put on it. And then I put hay on it and I start watering it daily. And I'm trying to like bring back my front yard. And what grows? The fucking hay I put on it. Like that's it. You know, now I've got these like, like, ah, this is awful. It's not what I wanted at all. So I, it, it, yeah, anyway, it was just hard to grow there. You're going wheat in the front yard. Yeah. Like really yeah. sparsely. Yeah. I'm like, this, none of it, like, this, like, <laughs> shit. And I did it the right time of year. I thought I did it all right. I just, I, I suck at, at growing grass. So anyway, I don't know how I got on this topic, but, but yeah, somehow moving from that, like, subdivision to this little, you know, oasis. Uh, has made me, uh, you know, just a little more like, yeah, I like rules that let people even do stupid things if they want. You know, I don't think a mountain should be off limits to climbing because it's dangerous. If you want to climb a mountain, knock yourself out. Um, I kind of feel that way about gun rights too. I know some people will disagree. Paramotoring, right? I like the laws that we have now. So it's, you can't bring passengers unless you're like licensed and stuff. But the general idea behind the paramotor licensing is like, dude, you don't need a license, knock yourself out. Because the only guy that gets hurt in this is you and you're allowed to do that. And you know, that's why there's no like requirements for, for doing the paramotor thing. So uh, I yeah. yeah, I, I you like- You wanna fly around? You should be able to fly around, just not over heavily populated areas. That's actually a rule. there's a lot of electrical lines. That's not a rule. <laughs> you know, you're allowed to, to hit those. The line, <laughs> lines aren't breaking in this scenario. <laughs> you know, We're gonna uh, get some great uh, live leak clips once this becomes more of a mainstream hobby. Whole <laughs> montages of people just <laughs> like bugs on those zappers. Zapper. That's like <laughs> a. So if you don't hit the ground, then you can fly into power lines. It's just you need to like drop the last six feet. You know, I, I don't understand electricity sometimes, but you know, like I was talking to my brother about like electrocuting yourself and not, and, and this is when I was wiring the stable. And he's like, but if you're in this situation, you're like a bird on a wire. I don't know exactly why birds on wires don't get electrocuted. Something to do with yeah. not touch, touching the, not ground. Yeah, yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know this intellectually, but I don't know why it never goes up one leg and like takes a little detour, like tests it real quick. I know that if you put like an insulator there, it gets shocked very momentarily before the electricity like figures out that that's a dead end. Uh, I just, there's a lot about electricity. If you told me to wire something in serial and parallel, I'd have to look it up again, as I've done 50 times before. Uh, it just can't seem to, I suck at electricity mostly. I can wire up a stable because that's fucking easy once you know how, and if you call your brother a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> and if you call your brother, who's an electrical engineer, you know, cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do call it more than I should admit. Like you don't see it on the vlogs. Like, oh yeah, here I am. I just did some two twenty. It really wasn't a big deal. But sometimes I'll be like, Pat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it matter? You know, like which one's hot and which one's cold, or just like keep them the same? And, you know, it, it's. It yeah, does he ever yes, answer the question? Does it? Does he no, ever no. answer the question like, oh. Oh yeah, yeah. You were you about to do that? Oh Jesus! I was about to be an only child. No, like, the, actually, the one time I asked is he's like, it doesn't matter, like morally, ethically, via code or mechanically. Like you can, you know, change those around. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe that's why I didn't know. 
Um, that's a question you have to take seriously. Like, if you're an electrical engineer like that, and someone asks you a question like you, like if if you're, I don't know, uh, an orthodontist, and someone's like, "Do I really need? I, hey, Taylor, orthodontist Taylor, do I really have to floss three times a day? No, no, stop calling me. Whatever, just stop, stop. <laughs> but if you're an electrical engineer, you have to really take all of those bullshit questions seriously because you can't just play it off like, "Yeah, Woody, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, you might get shocked. Okay, I, I <laughs> fucking wheel of fortune's on. All right, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone could die. <sighs> yeah, it's helpful to have Pat, uh, you know, my via phone. People want him as a PKA guest. I want him as a vlog guest. I, I think that would be fun for people to meet does my brother. Does he not want to do PK? Or it, does I, he just not do it? I bet he'd be willing to do it, but I I worry about First of all, he's a regular person, right? Like, he doesn't on the daily talk to 150,000 plus iTunes, you know, whatever, and, and try, try to tell entertainment. He's a regular person. And, um... Uh, and then, you know, he like, I, I worry that his, like, mic and camera would not be up to snuff like if we if we grab a random youtuber just grab one with 50,000 subs i bet he's got a relatively professional audio setup and a decent video um but if you just call your like electrician they, they might not so I, I think it'd be better to like visit him like go camping or something and have him on a vlog people might, so the cool. vote the vote has shifted towards staying by over 20,000 now um 20,000 votes uh in in the more to remain than to mm. leave Almost exactly. I got all my uh, so I've got all my PC parts now. I got my monitor and uh, case and everything yesterday. It's so wide. I love it so much. It's uh, it's the third, uh, 34 inches wide, but it's the what is it? 2540 by 14? No, it's 3440 by 1440. Something so like 36 maybe. 3440 by 1440. It's the, we the, the ultra wide. It's um. Go ahead. We were playing Company right. Heroes last night. Meeches and Kyle and just every like. 15 20 minutes or so we'd be in silence playing and you just hear from kyle like oh this is just so great this is just so great like <laughs> just clearly so happy and i was sitting yeah. there a little bit bitter like oh wow i can't even see the scared emotion on my soldiers faces as they get <laughs> mowed down by you know anti-infantry tanks but kyle can Ooh, like <laughs> i need to get a nice monitor now i am um... I have a comparable monitor, Kyle's, except that it's flat. His is curved. Also, his is higher megahertz. This is the, the latest and greatest, and mine's from last year. But uh, it is great. It's like having four monitors almost because I've got the triple setup. The middle one's pretty much two. And if you've ever had multiple monitors, you know one is kind of the one you use, and then the other two are the ones you, like, I don't know, monitor. Like, put Skype over there, but if you actually use it, you bring it to the center. Uh, it's like having two in the middle. It's nice. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm really Kitty tweeted it. something, a picture of you sitting there looking like a kid who just had a surprise ice cream cake brought out to him on his yeah. birthday as you were sitting on your couch like... It's not even hooked up in that photo. I just had put the, the monitor like on the base. The base is really big and like conceals the c cables and stuff and has LEDs in it. So like I get this thing together and I'm just looking at it like it's so much wider than I thought it would be. I've got it. It's it's great. Really it's, glad, and it's expensive. So I was I was worried that I wasn't going to like it. It was um it was thirteen hundred dollars or something like that. And it's, that's a lot for a PC monitor. It requires that pimp desk too. Yeah, I got the desk moving along. I went and got some uh some some forty something year old uh, lumber that's cut out of uh, uh, telephone poles. poles. It's white oak, so it's it's dried out. It's hard as a rock. I'm getting it plain today, 
and I'm going to put, it's nine feet, seven inches from one wall to the other in uh, this room back behind me. So I'm going to go like wall, to, I'm going to wall to wall with the desk and uh, put this monitor and a 40 something inch 4K monitor on a, a stand. Or I'm thinking about dangling the, 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 the 40 inch 4K from the ceiling. I saw these ceiling mounts. So it could like drop down in front of this one when I want it to without there being a whole bunch of hassle. So I might do that. When you put uh, it on the wall, it's so wide. One thing I would consider, so obviously you're going to support it on the two sides, right? So you get kind of a floating desk type thing. I wonder if shelf supports at the, like the one-third and two-thirds mark would be good. Cause it, they are, yeah. I'm oh, going okay. to put 12-inch brackets under there. My first thought was in the center, but that's where you're going to be. So mm -hmm. you might not want that. But if you, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some 12 inch brackets there, and you know I, I'll have supports screwed to the wall on the side, and uh, I'll put some kind of lip on this thing. I'll find some more hardwood or something that'll look nice, like and, a breadboard so front. You mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like like yeah, turn sideways, so it's it's just not just the edges of the. Plus, it can the, make it thick. Like I've got a. I, I how thick is your board? Do you know what it is? Do they two inches? Two inches? Mm -hmm. So did they call it eight quarter? Uh, they didn't call it anything. Like, like I went and got the wood myself, and like it's, I, I measured it. It's two inches. That is thick wood. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping that you would get all your setup, and you could give it like a baptism by fire with this Company of Heroes two tournament that we're missing at this very moment. Oh man, it was gonna be so. So I've got to assemble the components. I've got all the components upstairs. You know, my case, my hard drives. Uh, you know what's in there. But there's a big pile of stuff, and it's gonna take. I've watched enough videos that I know what to do in step, even and specifically with the case I have. Like I found two videos that use that case and and utilize some of its little shortcuts. So I'm pretty confident I can do it. I'm I'm the only part that I'm a little like, eh, here we go, is putting the thermal paste on and putting the cooler on the CPU. Um, but other than that, like I I think it'll take five six hours or something like that to put it together. Um, but I'm still waiting on the. Um, uh, the graphics card. I want the Asus Strix uh, Overclocked Edition uh, 1080. And they, they were in stock. Every time they're in stock, I miss it by like 10 minutes because I've got this alarm that goes off. Um, the last time they were in stock was when we were rec recording PKN this week. Um, they came into stock for about 15 minutes. Um, when I got back upstairs, it was like, in stock. And I like go to the website, out of stock. So I'll get it when I get it. I'm not sure exactly when I'll be playing games uh, with the whole setup, but I'm excited about it. Hmm. Uh, that's gonna yeah, be cool. Really yeah, I. It's not, and that 1080 is so pimp. I have a a Titan, but it's the old school Titan. Like think of it as a 780 Ti, roughly. And uh, at the 34 inch widescreen, new games can test it, man. You know, like it, it was a, If I play Rocket League and I use the GPU to encode it, like for a live stream, it struggles. It gets bumpy. Can't do both. But at 1080 or 1440, it can just not widescreen yeah I, I may this is gonna make it a lot easier to make videos so I, I may make some gaming stuff because it would it would render really quickly and I can play in the in high one of the you know I don't want to uh, I never wanted to upload like 1080p 60 frames or, or, or 30 frames because I felt like we kind of moved past that and and maybe that's like the, that's the lowest you could be like you certainly mm -hmm. don't come out with some 720 shit so you know, I can do this in Ultra HD, and that'd be really cool. I watched some videos just on it, just enjoying the high frame rates. It, it's uh, this is a hundred hertz, um, so I, I was just looking for for videos that would take advantage of the high frame rate. And uh, like I watched my Need vlogs, for, for example. I did watch your latest <laughs> vlog. Um, I watched sixty uh, frames per second. I, I was, but I watched Need for Speed, the newest one, um, and it's 
I don't even like racing games, and it made me want to get it. Like just the the wet asphalt looked real. Um, just, it, it was very cool. So I'm just yeah, big fan of what I bought here. Laughing at my own vlogs. Like you wouldn't want to watch someone read fan mail in less than sixty frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't capture all the nuance of reading a letter. But <laughs> so did you guys hear, Kyle? I know you did. You were talking my ear off about it all night. Uh, the NHL. <laughs> finally settled on a Vegas team. So the commissioner came out, and they're adding a team for Las Vegas in 2017 to 2018. That's Who's it going to be? So they're adding they a team? They're adding a team, yes. Oh, so it's, it's an expansion team. So they didn't yeah. pick the owner yet. Uh, I don't know. They haven't picked the owner yet. Uh, they haven't even picked the name yet. It, so Historically, with, with Vegas teams, like one of the tricky things is the rich people there own casinos. And they don't like like gambling organizations to own their sports teams. Be interesting to see how that plays out. Oh, they do. They have an owner already. Uh, I just don't know what he's going to name it. But uh, I think he had to pay half a billion dollars as like you know how you have to pay a bunch of money to buy a franchise. So it cost him like half a billion. (laughs) Oh, sure, I'm familiar with that. Just you don't have to tell me. I mean, compared to like the NFL, that's probably pennies. Like, if you wanted to start an NFL team now, like, oh, I'm starting up the St. Louis Rams too. Like, (laughs) but it would cost you like billions and billions. Maybe not for the Rams. I'm excited for it. I like when there's expansion teams because there's at least a few years there where I I don't hate them. And so I kind of can root for them, you know, until uh, inevitably Vegas beats St. Louis in the first round and wins the cup, and then I I will hate them. (laughs) But. No, what? How do they do? They steal players from the other teams out the get go. Like that's what they do in basketball. Yes. So there's an expansion draft, and the every existing team now will be able to protect certain players. I don't know specifically how you decide who can be protected, who can't. Some of the tra- players have like no move clauses or no trade clauses in their contract. Uh, but yeah, basically a lot of the teams are going to have to say, all right, we're keeping these, you know. 16 guys and you have your choice of these six who you're going to take and you, you might some teams are going to have to leave some good guys out there and just hope for the best but yeah i'm really hoping chicago loses somebody good to them but uh <laughs> what do you think they're going to name the team that's what i want to talk about like like what are they going to name this team the uh, vegas jokers the, huh get it like gambling poker jokers uh the knights oh, yeah was a suggestion like K N I G H T S, like as in like a pun on the Vegas Knights, the Vegas Knights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aces, maybe. Ooh. See, that's that's uh, not as good as Jokers, but I like where they're going. It's still a kind <laughs> of card, so we're close. Uh, uh, I don't know. What would you name them, Kyle? Um, I, I was thinking about the teams from uh, ba- from basketball, cause, so they had like uh, the L A Riots, the yeah. uh, the, the <laughs> Miami Dealers. Um, it was the Roswell Aliens. Um, you could do a shout out to the old the Dallas days. Felons, the Vegas Mobsters. I like that. Um, I would like. I would. Li- I just think I, I would like it if they did something that had to do with prostitution, gambling, money, or oh. uh, or something like that. Like, wait, hooking is a is a like a penalty in hockey. They could be the Vegas, the hookers. Vegas hookers. Yeah. And oh, just put a picture of a guy with a big hook. He's pulling yeah. somebody's leg like he's hooking them, you know? Like yeah, I can imagine the chant. Hook him, hook him. Yeah, hook yeah, him. yeah. They should totally be the Vegas hookers. That's the best name we've come up with. Oh, yeah, if they I, I let if, if they put it to an internet poll, 4chan would make that happen. That team is gonna do well. 
and make a lot of money. I'm predicting because it's a, mm. like if you don't much like Phoenix like and their desert team, like like <laughs> football and baseball are popular enough that if you don't like the NFL and they bring an NFL team to Vegas, you're not going to just pop in for a game. Like you're just not going to care that much. It's not very novel. Going to ice hockey games is more novel. You know, like it's most people don't get to go do that, and it's a sport that everybody knows is fun to go to. Like even and if you're not a big fan. That is going that is going to be the coolest and I mean temperature wise uh <laughs> arena on the whole strip. Like it's so fucking hot out there during the summer. I bet it's scorching right now. I I, I can remember last year and it was just, just feeling like I was gonna melt. I'd yeah, I'd be down to go to a go to a hockey game in Vegas. That that's a good idea. That's cool. That would be hmm. awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. And There's gonna be gambling on it? Yeah, I and wonder, it breaks the seal on that too. See, that's the the big stigma about having a pro sports team in this gambling city has always been the thing that's held them back. So now maybe hockey breaks the seal, and three years from now you get an MLB team or an NFL team or you know one of the real sports. So th- there's a thing. So the NFL is rumored to be going to Vegas for whatever that's worth, and they're also rumoring that the I'm gonna I can't do names. The Fertitas brothers are gonna sell the UFC so that they can buy. A football team that's like the plan the rumor is there were rumors that they already sold it and then they denied it so i don't think they'd flat out lie like they sent an internal memo to employees like hey we get that everyone is reporting that we've sold the ufc we actually haven't i don't think they'd send that memo out but actually uh, we sold 93 percent of it. <laughs> we'll remain partial owners yeah. so <laughs> it, it, it appears that there's two offers on the table and they're going to pick one of them but they're both for over four billion and uh billion yeah we'd love to dump all of that immediately into an nfl team just to buy one that's something so crazy like that how yeah. lucrative the nfl is dana white owns 10 percent of the ufc that's what he has so he would get roughly 400 million dollars and then they're going to this is the offer they're going to give Dana White six or seven percent. So they pay, they cash out his shares, and they give him six or seven percent again to keep doing his job. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I uh, and I, I wonder. This is like you know inside baseball where like people don't care about like the minutia of it. But to me, it's the matchmaking. The thing that I love about the UN, UFC is that they don't protect fighters. Right. The fights you want, they actually schedule. They don't always happen. People get injured. I've talked about this before. But, I mean, fighters lose in the UFC. In boxing, people need to be like 28-0 and 0 to capture any attention. And when you have two guys that are 28-0, they never want to fight. There's a, 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 I forget the names, Gugliotta versus some other guy. And uh, the boxing world's excited about it. So they scheduled it for the fall of 2017. Seriously? I'll be fucking even older by then. Like, that's a real amount of time to pass. Like, fall of 2017 for a sporting event? Like, that's forever from now. The Super Bowl yeah, will I- happen again before this fight happens. No, it and won't. then we'll have a good idea. Yeah, it will, the right? Super Bowl team is gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next yeah. January, and then a whole year will pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Every professional sport will have a championship between now and then. It's like 15 months away. Two. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. I don't Except like that either. Um, that's the nice thing about UFC, you're right. It seems like things get fired up and there's a thing coming and it's coming next week or it's coming three weeks from now or something like that. This whole thing with UFC 200 and Lesnar is the most far away kind of thing that, that there's been in a while where you're like, oh, well, that's, that's, that's kind of a minute that's, away. I think but that's all right. July 8th. That's not that far from now. And well, when they announced it, you know, two weeks ago. It was uh, okay. But the, and, and like this event, the UFC 200, is arguably the best card they've ever made. 
We'll see how it plays out. But they have like four people who either are or have been champions fighting. They've got like two championship fights and an interim champion fight, if I if I have this right. You know, Brock Lesnar's fighting on this thing. Like all the way down Joe Lozon versus Diego Sanchez is a very exciting set fight. And I don't just say that as a fan. Lots of oh, people Joe's are, fighting in it? Mm-hmm. And he's awesome. a prelim fighter. Like Joe's a main event fighter all the time. He's in the prelims of UFC two hundred, just to show you how stacked this card is. It's um I'm excited for him. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's uh, it's it's very big deal. Joe was on another super card. I forget what it was, but yeah, they typically yeah, they the Joe gets on that stuff. It might have been one of the McCona- Conor McGregor cards, but uh, um, yeah. So if they sell the UFC, I hope <clears throat> that's something they don't change actually making the fights that happen and the ufc fans to their credit if they see a guy who's 22 and one they don't say ah he's not good anymore you know 22 and one oh so you're saying he can lose well who cares like that's not there are fighters who are like 22 and eight and and guys are like oh yeah here comes henderson you know i can't wait to see that i do like that about the ufc that it doesn't have that like pretend like everybody is elite thing that boxing does where it's like oh we got jose sanchez facing you know tony white they're both 30 and 0 and it's like what kind of fucking dock workers are they beating up after stumbling out drunk from a bar being like just see that i got three throw three more on the wind column like, that's like nobody believes you if you're all this good then you're not fighting good people at the very least it means you two haven't ever met in the ring <laughs> yeah. looks like an oversight yeah, but. yeah. There are very few undefeated fighters in the UFC, uh, and then you know, freak Conor McGregor, <laughs> right? Conor McGregor was one of those guys, and then he went up one or two weight classes, depending on how critical you critically you look at it, and uh, and got his loss. And the next time Conor fights, people will still be excited. So that's that's uh, my. Kyle, you still remember your training on how to be an MMA fighter? This is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna be your manager. Okay. We're gonna go to. Where are homeless people not that tough? Seattle. We'll go to the <laughs> we'll go to the Seattle Wharf, and I'll film as you sucker punch them, <laughs> so that we know you won. We get you up to 20, 30, maybe thirty-five and zero, something believable. We're gonna have to take a dive, make it thirty-five and one, you know. And then, then I introduce you, Kyle. Mine. <laughs> I like this. I'll be kind of grizzled. A couple of hobos will have cut me by then. I'll have a few scars. I like yes. it. Yeah. What yeah. Your My name knuckle. Be? Oh. Your oh God. Um. It would have to be something gun related, almost. Like. Like firepower. That's I pretty don't gay. Know. I was thinking of something that had to do with beating up the homeless, though. Uh, the Vaga Bruiser. <laughs> <laughs> That's do. perfect. Hey, quick interruption. Uh, we're going to be adding Anthony. Oh, there he is. So expect the video to be sort of messed up for a bit. Yes, yeah. there he is. Yeah, anything. Yeah, that is- bruiser. We can think of other good ones, too. Hobo. Uh-huh. Trying to make a pun with the word transient, and it's not working. Yeah. Hey, Anthony. Yeah. Right away, you need to know we're already live. So Yes. I, I, it, it's a thing. I do this fairly on painkiller already. People know their level of exposure. I hear you. There you know. So <laughs> nah, now that's all set up. How are you, man? Very good. I just let me mute the TV. My okay. my life is the television. Jesus. Good, good. Let me sad, uh, the f- sad existence. 
Uh, yeah, doing good. I just got home from doing the show a little while ago. Um, and I'm off on Fridays, so this is like the start of my weekend. I'm nice. Very nice. Kick off. Start of a weekend on Thursday night. I like that. I know. I figured if I was going to like be forced into doing my own thing completely and totally, I was going to make my hours from like 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So I could <laughs> never wake up late, really, unless I was completely destitute and just a bum. And I was going to have a, a three-day weekend all the time. <laughs> oversleeping, oversleeping anything at 4 p.m. means that like major life changes need to be made. Yeah, like that, even once, like you never wake up at like 4:15 and be like, oh, really? You know, fucked it th th today. It's like, oh god, <laughs> something's wrong, and it, it's endemic. Like <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Like I just decided if I'm going to make up the rules, I want a time with where I have to be to work, but. It's it could, it's got to be so ridiculous that I could sleep. If I get up at noon, it's like oh my god, I'm so early. Yeah. <laughs> what time yeah, do you go to sleep? On that same schedule. Yeah, right now. No, that's am. the thing. I've um, I've been playing uh, World of Warplanes lately, and I got like an awesome uh, Satex setup. So uh, I've been staying up till the sun comes up. Really bad. <laughs> But I'm I'm romping on it pretty good. I suck at like mouse keyboard first person shooters, but a joystick and a throttle and I'm in a fighter. Oh my god, I, I destroy. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah we've been playing uh, we've been playing this role uh, this uh, real time strategy game called Company of Heroes Two, where it's like a World War Two top down thing, and you're kind of moving your armies around. And uh, same thing. Uh, we've been playing a lot. My sleep schedule's fucked right now. Doesn't I'm, I'm going to. What's up? I, I, that leads to unhappiness in me. Like if I'm sleeping during the day and awake at night, like it, it it sounds great. Like oh my gosh, you know you get to live this nocturnal lifestyle. And sometimes I evolve to that if I have no responsibilities. But you do it for a couple weeks and you're like, you know, kind of sucks. Like I'm not I happy. Yeah. You so know what I know? Like what you've got to bend your day around is, it though. Like when I am up at like six in the morning and kind of bitter or something just aggravated and i'm not usually up that early and i'm feeling like i'm really starting the day off right like you know look at me season the day 6 a.m <laughs> and i get to like a fucking gas station for an energy drink and i see some disgusting dude with dreadlocks and just a vagabond looking <laughs> motherfucker and i think for a second i'm like oh my god that guy is awake <laughs> like that guy is awake right now, which means I'm not doing anything special. He's probably always awake he's before me. The day. <laughs> yeah, this guy yes. always thinks it's, uh, he's buying his black and milds early in the morning. Like he's I, he's starting off the right. I think the trick to having the awful sleep schedule is still like doing things despite the fact that the hour isn't necessarily the hour that they would normally be done in. So today I woke up at. About twelve thirty one in the afternoon, and I got up, took a shower, went out. I got all that lumber together and got it got it planed. Uh, I had to make two or three stops for that, make some calls, stop by my lawyer's office, or set up some more paperwork. Um, and I came back, I painted the room. I I got all my PC parts together for assembly, and then I then I went outside and got a suntan because I'm pale as shit. It's just too much. Like I I I was gonna go swimming the other day, and I took my I put my swim trunks on and looked. And it was bad. I'm, I, I was so pale, it's not going to work. So I went and laid out in the sun, got a little bit of a tan. Uh, and then I got myself a little hour-long nap before the show. Because even though I woke up at 1, I was a little tuckered out from all that work I did in the middle of the day. So I wanted to be have, nice and fresh for this. I have the complexion of someone who just got pulled out of a river. 
<laughs> floating for days. Like, it's horrible. Like, I, I took this shit, uh, it's called Accutane. It's a, yeah. it's like nuclear acne medication. So when I was, like, in eighth grade, like, 14, obviously had some pimples. Nothing, like, terrible. But it's enough to, like, make me upset. And I was telling my mom, like, I hate having acne. This fucking sucks. And she takes me to the doctor and demands Accutane. He's like, I remember his exact words. Because what he said was, honestly, putting him on Accutane right now would be like dropping a nuclear bomb on a local 7-Eleven robbery. And, <laughs> and my mom was like, nope, you get them on there, you do it. And so I started taking these pills. The pills, if you've ever seen the containers, it has so many goddamn warnings of words I didn't even know at 14. So I started the taking devil. it. Over the course of like three weeks, this is great. I become a crispy, dry, chronic nose bleeding. Just like I, I, I like lift my arm too quickly and it's just crack. Like, oh, fuck. Like, goddamn it. <laughs> broke open again like an old balloon and just it was fucking horrible did you have to horrible take and now i can't get tans uh it made my cholesterol i had the cholesterol Wait. of rush limbaugh at 15 <laughs> you have lifetime of effects these, these pills like this is what? still true today like you you still have issues from this stuff no no oh, it was oh. like they even told us up front they're like yeah it may make his cholesterol a little out of whack and then when i went back in there they're like oh jesus like are you like you know straight veining like frappuccinos or something because this is horrible dude dude i d i took the same shit because uh my teen acne lasted well into my 30s <laughs> and when, when i was a teen i think all they had were like leeches they would put on you they, there was no real treatment for it so in my 30s i decided i'm gonna go on accutane and exactly like you said with the dryness you're just going around with lip balm and lotion all the time, and it's just a pain in the ass. And it supposedly just nukes the shit out of any zits that you have and completely makes them go away. Uh, but the cholesterol thing, they liver test you every couple of months when you're on it. And mine went, like, through the goddamn roof. I ended up with a stent. I had to get a heart stent to open a fucking... It just clogged one of my... One of Jesus. my our arteries. If, if this was back in like 2000, around 2000, so That's it's like, yeah, that dangerous. Do, do you get any acne at all now? No, it's really weird. You just don't get anything. I, I still have obviously scarring from uh, from when I was a kid, but uh, no, that shit really does work if you're willing to go through uh, the cholesterol of a, a fat 60 year old man and. Um, wow. I'm, yeah, I'm you can't 25 even... now. Took it when I was like 14. Yeah. I bet I've had in the last decade, I could count the number of pimples I've had on one hand. Yeah. One hand. My, my, I'm pale as a ghost, you know, had chronic nosebleeds for a few years. So <laughs> some might say it would have been just better to wait it out. I kind of yeah, want to try it, it now because like, yeah. I'm a 30. If you even look at a pregnant woman when you're on it, the kid yeah. will come out like a fucking monster. <laughs> There's no, the warnings for pregnancy are all over the oh. packet. If you see, want to I make a you, got, you had it before me, obviously, but on the version that I got in like 2003 or whatever, 2004, there were pictures not only of pregnant women holding their bellies looking like, I don't know about this, but also <laughs> pictures of what your baby would look like oh, if you oh took God. it on there. So it was just mangled little golems <laughs> forced onto the, the little foil where you poke your fingernail to pull it yeah, out. It which like, which oh, people want to... Green skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 <Batman> just... <laughs> 
like children of thalidomide all over again with Accutane. Right, but with beautiful, perfect skin. Yes, beautiful skin, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does. But, uh, oh, I've heard the abortion rates are skyrocketing in areas where that Zika virus is prevalent. Good, good. We don't want those tiny-headed babies. They're 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 not good for anything. A tiny-headed baby does nothing for you. Like 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 it's not going anywhere. What can they I, do? Look look. They're, <laughs> you guys act like they have no value. They might be like a good source of food. I don't know. <laughs> you, know, you get it. That's how the disease is spread. Woody cannibalism is just going to mutate this thing. Uh, you know, I didn't know. Got super Zika. Well, no, you got to cook like, it thoroughly, of course. <laughs> so, so what you end up with is like that Beetlejuice guy that we're all familiar with, or you know, you yeah. end up with a tiny head, very retarded, like, <clears throat> like you just a, a real freak of an individual is what you become. Um, yeah. That Zika That's thing, serious. I wouldn't go compete. I wouldn't if, if there if was I, a yeah. If the, if if the circuses were like they were in the old days, it would be fucking. That sure. people would want. They would want to have Zika yeah. babies just to put them in the circus. Yeah. But that's People really investing the only in line of work babies. I think that would have been available uh, to Zika babies. And yeah, athletes are pulling out of the Olympics and shit. I saw that golfer really? did. I don't blame him. That golfer did, but the shit, he gets to do golfer something. Golfer did? So golf is returning to the Olympics for the first time since 1904, over 100 years. And uh, what is his name? I think his name's Corey McElroy or something like that. He's from either yeah. Ireland or Scotland. I get them mixed up a bit. Um, I hate them both. Uh, equally, and uh, and uh, he said he's not going to compete. But for him, you know, as a pro golfer, it's like fuck it, I'll go make a hundred grand next week. But what if you're the shot put guy or the discus girl, and you're like, well, I guess I'll never compete ever, and my whole, you know, eight years of training were for nothing. You just, I would have, what you know, they had the opening ceremony where all the countries are walking out with their flags, you know, yeah. and Slovakia. I'd have so much shit on me. I would just, it would be caked on like body paint. <laughs> to you would to see me, my eyeball. That was, I feel like most of the athletes are like. If I was a shot putter, for example, I would go. I'd like, dude, bring your own bottled water. Don't sleep with the locals. You're good to go. But whoa, whoa, whoa. do you know how Zika spread? Mm, no. Mosquitoes. <laughs> Mosquitoes. Mm, that does present a problem in my <laughs> thing. <laughs> those babies. It, it doesn't just create those tiny-headed babies. Yeah. Um, it also, it, it, I, I was saying, it has these long-lasting effects that mimic that mimic mus muscular um, uh, dystrophy. Um, it, uh, it, this is a serious life. It is. I, where I was gonna head was there are some events that involve like swimming in the canals, or there's there's competitive <laughs> sailing. Right, the sailors they can't avoid like the local sewage. No, which, which no, is that's just make all the uh, the Olympic torches out of those backyard tiki torch things <laughs> that keep mosquitoes away. Citronella. Citronella. They're doing Olympic laps in torch. a pool of Purell. And so yeah. the torch lighting ceremony where they light the big one. It's just an enormous bug zapper. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We got the 100 meter backstroke brought to you by Germex. <laughs> uh. I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. I predict that thing will be a fucking massive disaster not only are you going to have tons of like sexual assaults and violent assaults on athletes and people who are coming into that country because it's a real crime ridden shithole with yeah. terrible social services but you're also going to have tons of um people who actually get this zika thing and it gets spread around the world it's not like it's the new bubonic plague but you don't want it um and i don't think i think the games are going to be terribly equipped te uh, the facilities are going to be horribly inac inadequate uh and it's going to be a huge embarrassment it's in brazil right I, I didn't know, but it turns out a big chunk of Brazil's, Brazil's economy has to do with oil. And because oil's in kind of a, a recession, 
Brazil's having a real hard time right now. So they're like asking for money and like they're just really well, struggling to put on this show. Doesn't it cost I, the, a ton of money to host the Olympics? Yeah, it it's does. very, very expensive. So what they were know? asking in that so so you've got this the, the, the country of Brazil, the state of Rio de Janeiro, and then the city of Rio where the thing is taking place in. And I believe what happened was the city of Rio was asking the state of Rio de Janeiro or the, the state of Rio de Janeiro was asking the country of Brazil for money. So it's not like they were like, hey, United States, we need some, some uh -huh. loans. or It wasn't necessarily that. But I yeah, think you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be so much worse than the – do you remember, you remember the Sochi uh, Winter Olympics <laughs> yeah. in Russia, right? And yeah. it was funny. They were – oh, I don't remember where I saw it. Maybe it wasn't even a hockey player. But it was uh, – they, they were interviewing, like, some American and, like, Norwegian hockey players about, like, you know, what they were thinking about the facilities. And it was like, this is horrible. Like, it's not clean. It's gross. This My, my room isn't even finished. There's drywall <laughs> and paint buckets sitting around. There were pictures of where these players were staying. And it was just, like, scaffolding and, <laughs> like, uh, wallpaper hanging so up. So a lot of them and were missing doorknobs. And then they would ask, doorknobs. like, the Russian players who – played in the KHL and are coming back and they're like, yeah, it is about what we expected. We're not, we not here to have fun anyways. So, it's like, <laughs> so you know, Brazilians, they're going to have an advantage there. They're playing at home. Mm. They, they're used to Zika. Yeah. <laughs> They've been swimming in those shitty canals for a generation. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tradition. Yeah, like whenever they show, like I, I've seen photos of like the places where oh, this event's gonna be held here. Like the it's always boat racing or something like that, like rowing, um, and uh, and it just looked terrible. Like there's a dead cat floating over there. Like <laughs> I, it's it's gonna be a real disaster. And and it really makes me wonder why did they have it there? Like I get that it's a beautiful geographic location on, uh, but like they. If something if this thing's gonna cost tens of billions of dollars to pull off, and you really need some people who have their shit together, is that where we want to go? Like, yeah, it's like there's so many. It's like if your friends are like, "Oh, we're we're having a big party tonight, tons of us. We just haven't picked a venue yet." And I have like a ton of construction going on at my house, and there's I, it's getting bug bombed at the moment, and I'm just like, "Everybody over here, come on, come on, come on." Are you sure? There's a lot of problems. Fuck you. Come over here. Septic tank is leaking across sure? I got a really nice way. place over here in California. We got another really nice place in England over there. No. No, come over to my bug bomb place, and we'll fuss <laughs> around for a bit. Hope you don't get sick. Yeah. Like, free, uh, free bed bugs. No charge. I, Bring them home. I don't understand that. I think it's going to be a real disaster, and, and it serves them yeah. right. Maybe next time around, they'll, they'll pick a first world country. To, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Don't you bring that evil on me. You know, like, if Raleigh <laughs> me, wins that thing, I'm screwed. You know, I'm going to be paying for it. And what do I get in exchange? Work. Some roads we don't need and a rundown swimming pool? <laughs> Keep your shit. You'd love that swimming pool. Like, I would. I'd take it back. I'd offer my yard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'd be like, we have a free facility over here. Oh, there's, there's 12 acres in the back. You can make an enormous facility. Like, like they move out. You end up with your Olympic village in the backyard. Uh, That'd be pretty don't nice. we Don't we keep them kind of nice here, too, afterwards? Like, for the most part, the Olympic villages are kept nice, and they're like tourist attractions. Over in, the, in some of these third world countries, they've held them in. They just like the right after the closing ceremonies, shit's starting to fall apart already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like six minutes care. after it ends, the new king's militia moves in as barracks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it, like in the U.S., typically that infrastructure means something. Like I know we had one in yeah. Salt Lake City not long ago, and I'm told I'm, I'm not there that like the highways they built so that they could have all that stuff has spawned like ski resorts nearby, and that that infrastructure means something. Uh, Lake Placid, that infrastructure they built there from way back is still a part of like the local economy but you go to china
China and you know the pictures look like Chernobyl you know like it's just everything the paint's peeling it's all a wreck well, I'm he sure turned they, like, it into in a China. sweat factory for iPhones little kids are working uh, and I appreciate yeah, they, that they reconstitute the metal to make electronic devices for us <laughs> yeah. immediately dude I don't uh, want an iPhone at all have you guys seen about the new iPhone the new headphone jack is like a showstopper for me you're gonna have to have like a do? I don't I don't know they're getting rid of the headphone jack, and you're going to have like Bluetooth? a lightning. Well, Bluetooth <laughs> is a possibility, but the, also you can plug into the lightning port. And there are some arguments in favor of it. Like you can have a noise canceling headphone that uses the battery in your phone as opposed to needing its own <clears> battery. <throat> and that's a, pretty much where the pros end. I guess it could I be use a half Bluetooth a million. Anyway, but I see that's a big problem. Yeah. Dude, it, but like. For me, I have I have two very nice headphones that are noise canceling that I suddenly will be worthless unless you want a dongle and screw the dongle life, and then ah um, oh, there was something else that oh oh and then there's all sorts of other accessories like there's a world of like credit card readers and wind meters and or arrow meter I don't even know what they're called and uh, like there's a whole bunch of things that plug into that thing that are just going to be gone now and it sucks. Yeah. So you're going to need like a dongle if you want to charge and use your headphones at the same time. Yes. Yeah, for sure. A dongle, like it's 1993. Oh, my God, yeah. You need a dongle. Oh, I, I don't know why Apple, it's like, oh, yeah, this thing is really streamlined and slim, and it's a half a millimeter thinner. You'll love it. But the real use of it is crap. You know, like with the fanny yeah. pack charging station, though, it's, it's quite stylish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I was talking about that today, like, like, the trick to, I think, the, the future really opening up to be that future we predicted is battery power. Like efficient, long-lasting battery or a, a small power source, a little pellet in the phone, and then the phone's always on and always has power for years. Like that would be the shit. Yeah. This charging stuff that we're doing for years and years and it gets a little better every time, mm -hmm. or maybe not, you know, depending <laughs> on the year and the phone and everything, what you're doing. But we shouldn't have to be concerned with, oh, fuck, I better shut that down. Today on the train, I had like 3% power. I turned the, the display dark enough where I had to be a bat to read the fucking thing because <laughs> it's going to run out. And God forbid I go, you know, 10 minutes without my phone. Yeah. As much as I hate the, the battery thing that you mentioned and the length of charging, if if nothing else changed, too long. But you could charge in an instant, like like right. yes. like like playing How do a video game. Batteries you work? know you know the video games yeah. where you can't breathe underwater, but all you do is like pop your head up, and all of a sudden you're like fully breathed like again. That bitch in. <laughs> yeah, that's what it needs to be, like Mario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just fucking you know, like pop your head up, come back down, you're golden. Now now you get that. If charging was like that, it wouldn't be such a problem. You just tap into your car, tap into your house, everything would be cool. But that's not what it's like. I don't even mind. Yeah charging i just i don't why get rid of something that's worked so well for so long for i was going to say so many people but no it's literally everyone mm -hmm. everyone yeah. who has wanted to listen to sound except for deaf people <laughs> I also admire that it's 360 degrees, right? Like, like every so, so USB, like the old school rectangle one. You know how it's a 50-50 chance of getting it right, and you get it right like one in four times for some reason. Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but the headphone, it's 360 degrees. Like you just you can't get it wrong. It's Ooh, great. Got it. It's Got it's it. the Don't it's even have to look. Got it. one of the best interfaces that's ever been made in all of technology, and Apple's getting rid of it. And and I've got a bunch of stuff that I care about that I suddenly will lose. So it's needless innovation. Have you ever been on the highway and you see someone driving a three wheeled car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Get 
get yourself a real automobile, join this century, and get out of your wheel weird... It, it, it looks like it's from hundreds of years ago. Like, it's what they tried first, and they're like, ah, damn it, two was wrong, or it's good in a different way. Three doesn't work, let's try four. And uh -huh. then they got to four, and it was all right. You're never going to see a five-wheel car. You're never going to see a three-wheel car. That's reasonable. Just like you know, the five-wheel car is actually nice. At the top of the phone. Why? Like, for parallel parking, the fifth wheel comes down and lets Ooh. you like move it sideways. Yeah. Isn't that really that. alternating? All of a sudden, a your car rotates. Vehicle and a three-wheel vehicle, though. Yeah. It's got a wheel that drops down so that the, the vehicle can like twist in place. If you can't so that, parallel like, park without like some weird parking. swivel wheel, then you shouldn't be driving. Hey, <laughs> I, I got no. I can parallel park. Some people can't. I'm I, so. I grew up by the beach where parking, yeah, every single parking episode through like my learning to drive phase required tight parallel parking because that's, that's what it's like where I grew up. Dude, you aren't a real, a true man unless you feel pride when you pull into a spot that's like really, there's nothing left between the front and back bumpers. You got right in there. You want to like share it with someone. Look at that. <laughs> dude, yeah. Dude, I rule. <laughs> That's how I feel like when I'm parking in downtown St. Louis, and I'm like, all right, well, I hope this is a good legacy for me when I leave and can't find my way back to my car or something, and I'm murdered in the street. You know, they'll find a nice, well-parked car. People know I was at least organized. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like – you. that's the only kind of parking where you feel good, like you accomplish something, yeah. even, even something little. So, Anthony, oh. you got back from some sort of vacation. I didn't follow the details of it. Oh yeah, I was I was on vacation uh, in Florida. It was wonderful. I spent um, twenty eight days down there. Twenty eight days. Wow, what do you know? Time yeah. for a vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's just an odd, weird number. It was twenty eight days and uh, uh, five five additional days for the pre vacation. Uh huh. Which at a, at a resort <laughs> called Detox. Was, oh, how was Detox? And, uh, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. that near Disney World? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> Disney. It's uh, amazing. No, yeah. I, I, uh, well, I had some legal wranglings that were going on. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, I, I got, a, not apparently, I did. I, I got arrested in December, <laughs> like six months ago, mm -hmm. uh, for a domestic incident. Yeah, this is the one with that video. That in, Go on. Oh, the video. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a treat. Um, I, I obviously wasn't able to say anything about it. I'm still not. Uh huh. Um, but the court thing has just been like dragging on and on and on. I I, I, I as they say, copped a plea yesterday. Okay. And I'm uh, waiting for more time to go by, and then uh, I get a even lower plea. So uh, I'm you know the system. It's the way the system works. But I, I went to a re rehabilitation facility. So for what? Well, um, apparently I was drinking that night. Uh-huh. And they were like, hey, uh, go to a drinking rehabilitation facility. Because that will uh, aid you some way in these legal uh, in, in the legal well, realm. and I'm to, just you know, asking. I looked deep into myself and... Uh, and uh, realized I had to um, go and take care of some things. Yeah, Woody, so, this was a personal decision. Any kind of benefit legally would be ancillary. Exactly. 
if it benefits me legally, all the better. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you. Went, you know, because you have to realize first that you have a problem. Gotcha. That's good. Yeah, that's that's. I, I appreciate that Probably explanation because sometimes I'm slow as a, or sharp as a marvel with regards to, to, yeah, <laughs> to the inferences. Yeah. That I I have a question about rehab. So sure. when you're there, does it matter who you are? Like, is it a little nicer? Do you, do you get like all star treatment or, or, or? They were pretty good. They were pretty fucking cool to me. I got to be honest. Uh, a few of them knew. Uh, who I was. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody, all the other inmates there knew who I was. <laughs> uh, uh, so that was that was cool. Uh, um, but uh, you still got to do all your shit. It was a top end place. I mean, pool right by the beach in West Palm. Uh, really nice facility. Uh, and then, you know, you had to go to some classes and and group therapy, which was uh, really amazing. I'm not a I'm not an emotion guy. Like, I don't sit there and, and like seeing emotion play out. And there was literally grown men in their 40s weeping, just uh -huh. weeping in a group atmosphere. And I, want, I, I wanted to make an imprint like Bugs Bunny when he would go through a wall. Like, my body just <laughs> leaving the room. I wanted out of there. Uh, yeah. That's awkward. Tough. Yeah. So, huh. did they, now, was there anybody the there who you were like, looking at like fuck that guy is is a dude who needs to be here probably the rest of his life like anyone who is like i, I know with alcohol at least you start shaking and you can go into like hallucinating and whatnot yeah like it was, had to be a couple dude people. everyone else but me that was there <laughs> fit that criteria everyone else there was some poor old guy who's like 69 70 years old and the first day there they put him in art therapy they come up with these therapies that are like what it's again adults these are adults sitting in a room with construction paper with some <laughs> guy saying okay now draw this and you know draw i'm like what the fuck so he had the shakes <laughs> so bad me and this girl that were there were looking we're like What's he drawing? I think it's a hacksaw blade. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's an EKG. Every single he couldn't draw a straight line. I felt bad for the guy. Oh, that's sad. But oh. yeah, yeah. It, it was, I, I, mostly, I felt bad for the people that were there um, for the first few days, and then I was just like, "All right, whatever. I'm here for 28 days. Let me just uh, so deal with it." What was the point of? What was the point like, of the five-day pre-therapy? Like, I don't think I understand how this works. Oh, my God. This is something called detox. To detoxify, they don't want to send people that are still all totally fucked up right into the uh, rehab facility. So you take uh, five days, and you, they put you in a detox facility. Mm -hmm. And everybody there is coming off of something. So here's, here's what I did. Here's my I've never been in anything like this situation uh, thing. I, it was like a Wednesday. I went out to dinner uh, with a, a girl, and we had uh, we split a bottle of wine. Then I had nothing to drink. My flight was on Friday, so Thursday I decided I was going to stay at home and watch um, Clean and Sober uh, <laughs> and 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 Twenty Eight Days with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I was going to watch rehab movies. Just to get a little, you know, 
glimpse. Yeah, yeah so Sandra Bullock would teach you what to expect. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then they send me, I, I go, again, Friday comes along. I haven't had a drink since Wednesday. So I go and uh, get to the rehab, and they give you a breathalyzer, and it's zero, zero. So they're like, oh, well, you got to take some Xanax so you don't have a seizure from stopping drinking. And I'm like... <laughs> I really don't drink that much. I haven't. Had <laughs> I think I'm okay here. They go, no, it's the the rules. You have to have it. I'm like, all right. So I took it. Twenty minutes later, I'm on the couch, like I'm all kinds <laughs> of fucked up. So I go in stone cold sober. Within twenty minutes of getting to rehab, I'm annihilated, fucked up on Xanax. <laughs> it, it it was amazing to me. And every time that door opened up for med time, though, I was right there. <laughs> now you've got a serious Xanax problem. <laughs> Were you going up there lying like, I'm feeling a little seizure-y? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so how do you pass the time for 28 days? I mean, do they give you, like, Call of Duty therapy and you just get to play all the time? Or, like, what's up? Yeah, no, it sucked. They, they, I only had my phone, like, for two hours on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they give you your phone. Mm. Uh, and I, I started just not even missing it, like whatever. I'd get my phone, check some shit, and it wasn't like I sat on Twitter for eight hours, so it kind of worked out well. There was a pool there, which was great. Some really cool, fun people. Um, that one, oh, I, I guess the fun. Yeah, once they they're throw so- the best over, parties. Such assholes as the <laughs> stories they told in group. I mean, they would tell stories like, like I never knew what a handle was, and they go, "Yeah, I was going through a handle a day," and I'm yeah. like, "What is that? It's those bottles with the Half handle gallon. on it, like a jug, a gallon of Captain Morgan or a gallon of vodka." And I'm like, "Yeah, I had those at parties at my house when a fuckload of people are coming over, but they were drinking like the whole thing alone." And some of these people are telling these stories. I'm just like. I don't. I don't have one of these. I don't have one of these. Stories. It would have been so funny to tell like your really lame story. You're like, well, <laughs> one night. Oh, and I hate to even say this. I, I must have drank eight, nine beers. And I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. tell you, when I woke up the next day, oh, the headache. Yeah, oh, I had a headache. I couldn't even eat until noon. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to work. Oh, I felt you won't like believe shit, this. Though. I was playing pool. Missed easy shots. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, missed easy shots. <laughs> problem. That's when I knew I had a problem. Did you immediately feel like, you know, the the best person in class when you walked in and you see everybody shaking with their drawing and their <laughs> pencils and you're like, oh, look at this guy. Oh, you need me to hold your saucer of tea for you, yeah, Mr. Steadyhand yeah. over here? Like, <laughs> they they made they elected me um, community president. Really? So I had a I had to be there for like the meetings. I handed out the work details and stuff. And no, uh, they didn't. Did they the really? I can't leave. tell if this is true or not. Dude, I swear. <laughs> I swear. It was. I, I was like the president. <laughs> You're just and, the most and I had to give out like the reading assignments, like because people would read aloud from the big AA book uh, during some of the uh, morning meetings. So I, I did that. Uh, I had to, you know, hand that out. So, uh, yeah, I was El Presidente. Uh, I guess it was because I really wasn't all that fucked up when I went in there. Uh, yeah, so you immediately... That's cr a handle a day. Like, if someone yeah. told you, I'll give you $10,000 a day <laughs> for every day that you can drink a whole handle by yourself, 
How many days do you think I you could even I, do? You would, I, I, first of all, I would probably die before I that. Think so. And yeah. I, you're passing out. You're not, I don't know how he did it. And then he said he broke one on the bathroom floor and got on the floor and started sucking it up. <laughs> off. As you do. Yeah. I, no, I, I, know. I, I grabbed the wrong beer off the table. <laughs> and I swallowed it anyway. Yeah. When I, I the whole thing, I and I realized it. I was drinking a course. When I was yeah. a child yeah. and not strong enough to pour a whole gallon of milk, that's how I cleaned the counter. That was, <laughs> I had a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, and then I, you know, I got, I got out, uh, and then I came back to work, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're so tan!" And <laughs> but how about like, the yeah. other stuff? Like, I, I have this notion, like, even if you didn't have a heavy alcohol addiction, did it cure your other addictions, like Reddit or Twitter or like, I don't know, something else? Did, like, talk Crazy to me. Broads. <laughs> like, dude, if that happened to me, I could, we could maybe kick my Reddit habit, right? Even yeah, though you know yeah. what, I did uh, take take in what was available and what might have helped with some things. There's addictive personality, you know? I, I, I know I have that. And the fact that I was on Twitter eight hours arguing with nobody about nothing. Like, <laughs> with I, some I really egg. Get a, a handle on a handle. On, <laughs> Screaming like, at the wall. The were, were there any attractive women in, in rehab? Mm. Uh, a couple, yeah, there was. But having sex in rehab is right below drinking. It's oh. right below drinking on they will just throw you the fuck out of there. Kyle, really? those women tended to be over 21. We weren't interested. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were, they were, <laughs> I call them old broads. Uh, <laughs> no, there were a couple of uh, goers there, you know, a couple of girls that were pretty fucking uh, kind of cute and uh, wanted to, to do stuff. Yeah, uh, I bet for a fifth they'd have done anything. Yeah, yeah, you just fuck bring in a little coke with you and uh, yeah. But having sex food. is like a big offense. I, I don't really uh, get it's why. Huge. Like they really made sure nothing was going on. One girl, she decided she was going to um like I was in the pool like this and she swam up like upside down backwards up like that and oh, just started going this to the me. The old scissor stroke. We I did it in college. Off. I'm like <laughs> like we're in fucking rehab. What are you doing? And uh, she's like, well, no one ever pushed me off of them before. What the fuck? I'm like, it's rehab. They go, believe me, any other place. <laughs> great. But uh, no, no, we can't do that. And then, like, they found out about that and talked to me. They were like, we heard there was an incident, incident. in the pool. And so I was like, look, we talk, everything's cool. No fucking report is necessary. Don't but you hate it when they refer they to something you did as an incident? An incident, yes. Yeah, you're like, shit, it wasn't really an incident. Let me explain how this all went down. Incident yes. always has this negative connotation where, like, you yes. were up to no good, making dirty plans. Like, you put yeah. a scheme. Incident. Well, there were not. some girls that would uh, hang out on the couch in the, the room where there was the TV and everything, <laughs> the community room, and there were blankets in there. So a guy and a girl would put a blanket over them and just diddle each other and fucking, you know, play with each other and shit. So that became something you couldn't sit close to a another person in florida you say yeah, yeah. <laughs> typically i think of florida. that as the airplane move yep. yeah there were yeah, a lot of you know there's another girl that was there that wound up fucking one of the guys that were there uh with a girl keeping lookout it was you know people do what they want if uh, they want to i uh i i can't imagine being in that situation i really like my freedom i really like the ability to be like you know what Fuck all this! I'm going out and just getting my get in my car and go. That's 
what I do and it freaked me out, especially at first. I'm like, I really don't like, and not to mention, I had a fucking roommate. So so I wasn't even in the room alone. I, I, I've never had like a roommate in the same fucking room. And you know, I had to do some little chores, you know, not the toilet cleaning stuff, but make sure your bed's made and things like that. I'm like, I, I haven't made my bed in decades. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, oh, I forgot. Oh. Was, was there security? Like technically, if you wanted to just walk out the front door, would you get there? Or are there like magnetic yeah, you locks? Could, you could leave, but you know, you'd be uh, Big. AMA, against medical advice, they, they call it. And uh, you know, and it's just counterproductive, especially to what I was doing. But yeah, so it's not yeah, like yeah. a prison where you literally you would have a hard time sometimes leaving. Sometimes it is, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes it is. This one, like they they had some rules, like uh, no food in the rooms whatsoever. You got to keep it in the kitchen and write your name on it and hope no one stole your shit. Uh, but people stole people's shit all the time. So I, I and I had things that I just wanted to kind of at night, you know, get up, go into my drawer and grab like. Uh, fucking beef jerky or some shit like that. So I kept a lot of stuff in my drawers, and the, the guy would say, "Oh, we're going to be looking at rooms today. Make sure you don't have any food in there, and make sure everything's clean." So I was like, "Oh fuck!" So I t I took the food out of my drawers, I put it in my laundry basket, and covered it with laundry, and then took some like underwear and put it on top to see if uh, like hopefully he wouldn't go through it, and he didn't. So, you know, that was the trick that worked. Okay. So, yeah, I, like, oh, I thought he was going to take a stick and start like... <laughs> he comes in up against the wall. Yeah. Don't believe me if I They're tossing you. the cells. They're tossing the cells. <laughs> Guys mopping. I'm making fucking booze in the toilet. <laughs> Little kites no, tossing them through the, the other yeah. doors. What says you, fuzzy britches? He throws a fucking chess piece. It goes through the wall. <laughs> was it a uh, great all movie? Drugs? Yeah, like not alcohol, other drugs, or were there like also fat people there who like were having trouble with eating, or like I just wonder what uh, kind of addictions were they all? Yeah, there. I think the peripheral stuff, like being fat or having, uh, you know, OCD, that kind of was in there, but not as that. It was like a fat person with a drug problem. So, so you're saying concurrent clapping and tapping from the adjacent building, the OCD yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We would... Uh, you look over there at night, the lights are just on, off, on, off, on, <laughs> off. <laughs> I see the locks, like, just... I, damn it! Lights <laughs> out, I said! <laughs> no, but I need to do it five more times. One, two, three, four, five. I just need to make sure. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. And I can just... <laughs> Yeah, it's just fucking going crazy, trying to trying to make sure the door's lined up right, the door's opening. <laughs> Some lunatic. The big day was when we went to, uh, we got to go to Walmart on Saturday. That was your big party right there. Uh, they would load us into this white van, these white vans that they affectionately called the druggy buggies. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to get into something called the druggy buggy, which I felt uh, just great about. And then uh, we'd go to Walmart, and they'd kind of keep an eye on you as to what you were buying. Uh, but if they, even if they weren't, at the end, when you got everything, you had to hand your receipt over to the, the guy to make sure you weren't buying anything you weren't supposed to be buying. And uh, some people would, like, ring up one thing, like a bottle of NyQuil, and uh, stash it and get the receipt for that, and then ring up all the rest of their stuff. Wow. And then have NyQuil to drink. Yeah. Uh, Man, you got to yeah. be desperate. To be sneaking Nyquil. Well, yeah. <laughs> are you just really congested? Oh, I know. That's <laughs> not after this. 
<laughs> that's how they kind of, because uh, as we were, ta- I was talking with other people, they started saying like, are you really here for drinking or anything? Like, you don't really seem, I was like, yeah, well, and then we were talking about NyQuil and I said, oh yeah, I love that stuff. It just fucks me up. I fall right to sleep. And they go, oh, see, so you're not fucking Mr. Squeaky Clean. I was like, no, when I'm sick, <laughs> I would take fucking NyQuil. I have some at home now. I don't have. I'm not compelled to fucking chug it down. Oh, oh. I'd handle it. Like you have Nyquil? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause Cause I got you holding out on us? Yeah. They were talking about hiding like bottles. Their wives were there, with mothers that have kids and husbands that they just like booze was more important than their family, and they were gonna, you know, they'd be crying after a week, going, "I want to see my." My kids and my husband. You're like, what the fuck are you even doing here? I understand it's a, an addiction, and that's the whole thing. It's very bad and pulls you right in. But my God, man, it's not like you're just a shock jock from the radio that <laughs> ran into the, al- the alcohol thing. Is serious stuff. Like that's a disease, and and you know it, it's one of those diseases that actually has some effect. You get cirrhosis of the liver. There's all kinds of things that it kill you literally or it can ruin your brain it can just make you a, a, a hollowed out version of your former self after long term use but yeah. I kind of want to go there to make fun of the people who are there for like laughable things like the the OCD or, or the fat people because I'm fat people, that. yeah yeah I would love to just be over there like like go, go to fat people rehab to lose like eight pounds or something like yeah it's you know swims swimsuit season's coming up oh, I gotta trim yeah, just, like yeah I'm really putting it on I I don't feel good about myself I caught a look in the mirror the other day oh I was horrified <laughs> Look at this. I'm 190 right now. 190. I'm only 6'1. This is bullshit. This is the heaviest I've ever been. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's an elephant over there who's a thousand oh, yeah, pounds. Yeah. Have just you ever... melted. I didn't know they Have had rehab the for, My Strange for eating. Addiction? Oh, yeah, yeah. There is episodes on that show, My Strange Addiction. I, I cannot believe that some of these are real. Like some of them, there is a woman who is addicted to like taking soiled diapers that babies have peed or defecated in and kind of like, just like they're all wrapped up all neat and she kind of like sniffs them like compulsively and then like puts them in her mouth and like, like she's tasting a wine or something. Just like, oh, that's a Thursday apple (laughs) juice and applesauce, a nice mix. All right. This one's peas. Like it fucking disgusting. This lady's oh, wow. putting them in her mouth. I would think it was fake if they didn't have a couple shots of showing <clears throat> the soiled diaper on screen, like, getting folded and her, like... Fuck. Yeah, there's no reason for that. I don't know. Some people do have some wacky compulsions. Well... And fat people, fat people just, they they love being fat until they're not fat anymore. Then they talk about how that was the worst thing ever. <laughs> like, they lose weight. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that sucked being fat. Yeah. No fat person has ever lost weight and been like, God, I just I don't feel like I'm I have that mass anymore. <laughs> right. Like people yeah. aren't inconvenienced by me on public transport. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, everybody's always happy when they're like, God, I fucking hated myself. And I thought everybody was always noticing. And it's like, well, we were. <laughs> yeah. There's no way not to. But good yeah. for you. Now I'm able to seesaw. It's it's a brave new world. It's funny how the addictions work, right? Like I was listening to, uh, I was a lead singer for like uh, Poison. That's who it was. And apparently he got fat, uh, not super duper fat, but he got fat. And he's like, Hollywood is crazy, man. Like you can be hooked up on meth or alcohol or cocaine, and everyone kind of accepts, like, yeah, you know, you're a rock star. But you get fat, 
And they're like, what happened to you? Oh, my God. Like, you really took a turn south. And and he's right. And it's just like, yeah, dude. And, and something about, like, if you eat too much food, it is really front and center. It, you can do four grams of Coke a day. Nobody thinks <coughs> tonight. You eat four large pizzas. You're not getting any more gigs. Yeah. yeah. Four grams of Coke a day. People are going to be batting their, some eyes. Like you can't. I have no yeah. idea. Is that a lot? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of cocaine to be that's doing a lot of cocaine. every day. You know, that's a that's a, a Memorial Day weekend kind of thing. You know, <laughs> be responsible. I think the uh, food thing, the overeating thing, is probably the worst because you have to eat something to survive. Like if you if you decide you're never going to drink again or never going to do drugs again, uh, you can not do that ever again. But eating, it's like oh, I have to eat, but not as much. So I, that's probably one that really is a tough one to uh, get get that's past. That's got to be one of the hardest to beat. Yeah, probably absolutely. so. But it's it doesn't have the same chemically addictive nature that that to, that right. nicotine or alcohol. You don't you don't become dependent upon it. We all love food. I love food so fucking much. It's my it's, favorite thing. It's but, chemically addictive in a different way. It's like real you close get with sex. Releasing I mean, like serotonin and dopamine in your brain when you're eating something that you like. You know, in the same way that if you're smoking a cigarette. That releases some dopamine for you as well, just like a different avenue to get there. Because we really only enjoy, what, two things? Serotonin and dopamine? Isn't that about it? Maybe norepinephrine if you're uppers. But yeah. for the most like part, the it's all just different avenues of getting to those same chemicals. That's my favorite. I would rather feel, um, I would rather have the epinephrine than some warm feeling that, yeah, that was nice, wasn't it? Like, I, I don't want the dopamine. I want the epinephrine. I, 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 I really like the uh, the thrill-seeking kind of like, oh, God, that was scary. That was amazing. Did you do that? Did you see that? <laughs> like, that's that, that's what makes me well, that's happy. I have no idea about these things. Taylor, do you want to just lay down the basics for those of us who haven't studied dopamine, epinephrine, and serotonin? There are three long words that make you feel good, and they happen in your head. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Can we get from kindergarten to first grade? (laughs) It's just, I basically explained it. Like, we, it's just different avenues of getting, of releasing the same chemicals in different ways. So It's the reward structure that our brain has. Yeah, it's just the reward system that your brain has. Exactly. You're going to feel good from cocaine and you're going to feel good from alcohol in different ways. But you're still just, you know, antagonizing so, that reward system, getting it to constantly pump out dopamine. And eventually, if you become an addict, like an alcoholic or something, you're you're pumping out so much pleasure hormone that when you do stop drinking, your body's like, well, we don't even need to produce this hormone because we're con- or this chemical because we're constantly getting fed it an art- by an artificial means anyway. And then you go into depression and whatnot. Uh, that's when you hear about people who have like been on coke benders and they commit suicide or something like that because they're so amped up and they're used to such a high pleasure threshold and then it just immediately gets cut that, cut away. Yeah, you can never you get know? there again. So you made it seem like dopamine was kind of a chill happy, whereas epinephrine was an, like an adrenaline-associated thing? No, it, it is adrenaline. It, yeah, it, norepinephrine is just what they, the new name for noradrenaline. Okay. It's what they used to call it. But... um. Yeah, it's just different avenues of getting pleasure and different things impact you in different ways. But it's all like the, the whole point was like you get addicted to stuff in a similar way in your head. It just kind of is what is your poison, you know? Some people it's booze, some people it's cookies, some people it's dirty diapers. <laughs> I guess one person hmm. it's dirty diapers. That's so <laughs> disgusting. That's the worst, right? Like like dirty diaper ah. Why can't it be water? Like, imagine water, <laughs> just like, oh, this is great. I'm feeling great. And no hangover, no nothing. So hydrated. Like, yeah, it's water. <laughs> Dude, the hoarder stuff is just as gross to me. Like, you know, oh, yeah. this, like, 
stacked uh, floor to ceiling full of junk. They 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 associate value with things that other people wouldn't associate. Like I the, um I saw that like you can buy broth in like a box almost like instead of a you know, it's a liquid but it comes in a box carton. A carton, thank you. So it had like swollen from being way past its expiration date. It was disgusting. Oh, did you? And, you know, but to her, it was like, you know what? If the bad times come, I'll want to have that. And that was good. (laughs) Yeah, but that was the core of all of her thinking. Like, oh, this cardboard box, I might need that for a thing. Come down there. There'll be a day when I'll appreciate the value in all this junk, 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 junk. Have you noticed they do the thing where. They can't just take the disgusting, gross man's things and just be like, all right, this whole team start moving it to the dumpster. They and move it to the front yard, and then this slob has to sit there and sift through boxes of trash. And, be, and then that psychiatrist has to sit there and be like, oh, we've got, we've got a cat skeleton in a shoebox from 1979 here. Do you want that? Yeah, well, you know. That that was Snuggles Seven, and he was always special <laughs> yeah. in my heart. And even if his eyes were eaten out by the other malnourished chil- uh, cats living in my home, I still want to keep it. They're like, okay, we're gonna take Mr. Kitten's corpse and we're gonna put him over here in the keep <laughs> yeah. box. And it's like, no, how about you fucking? You need to tell this person no. The ship of of yeah. keeping dead cats in your home has sailed. <laughs> it's over. You can't that. do that anymore. When when neighbors are complaining because your house smells of dead animals, yeah. in 2016 in the United States. It's an issue. And oftentimes they're really unsuccessful. Like they'll devote 10 days to cleaning like a single wide trailer, right? And then what do they actually get done? They clean the kitchen of it. And that's it. Yeah. Like they couldn't like other rooms are still and it's hard. It's difficult to picture. It's like a dumpster stacked floor to ceiling full of stuff with paths that you can walk through that are often somewhat littered as well. Yeah. Oh, it's so goddamn disgusting. They had they they. I like the ones where they throw away the shit that was supposed to be put aside for the me, me, me idiot to go yeah. through. And they throw it away. And then the next scene is the person on it, the stark raving lunatic pulling through the dumpster, looking for a stuffed bunny with a missing leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> childhood. Yeah. 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 Me, me, me. Like some uh, of the things we talked about, like almost always like, the things you mentioned quite a sort of maybe have some sentimental value, like the cat skeleton, which is gross. But I, like in a twisted shit, a twisted part of me kind of gets it. But this no. is like expired food that they keep, you know, yes. fruits and vegetables with mold on it, uh, boxes, and like you know, ripped I open plastic one, containers. I saw one where every time they wiped their ass, they took that soiled piece of paper. And threw it in the shit paper pile on the floor. Oh god! And they just been paper go in the shit paper pile. And they just been doing that <laughs> Yo, forever. Where do you he, put he your shit paper? Like, there, like there keep in mind, he's shitting into a perfectly good toilet. Like he's just <laughs> wiping his ass and saying, "Ah, clean," <laughs> and then throwing it with the rest. And on the floor, there's just this big pile of wadded up toilet paper with shit on one side that he's folded together and like stuck the shit in the middle, like some sort of surprise for the next just guy. If you've ever been to a third world country, that's what you do. Now they throw it out, of course. They don't just keep it forever. But like, I yeah, Wasteful we've talked savages. about this on the show before. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, oh my god, someone's going to be judging me by my shit paper. You know, they're going to be like, oh, Woody, uh, third world food not taken well to that belly, huh? Like, like someone's going to be judging my digestive system. So I'm always trying to make sure that like I have a final fold when I put it in there that that they can't see. <laughs> you know, just in case someone one, opens it. And, and, there was one episode of Hoarders where. This lady and this other guy who lived in this house, they 
they their toilet broke and so this was like mid hoard you know this was like year six in a 10 year hoarding bonanza for these people and instead of getting their toilet fixed they just started shitting in bags and yeah. just heaving it up the stairs oh, and they just didn't yeah. have they didn't go upstairs anymore it was like that's the that's uh you know the second story is the shit story we just shit in bags and then we <laughs> went up there leave it for decades they, that was one episode where the guy coming in that overly nice <laughs> had to come in and and actually talk to the crew and be like we got to shut this down like we can't have you guys walking around in tepid humid air with decades old feces floating about <laughs> anything could be in there that's where the zika virus came from <laughs> <laughs> they needed like a space suit yeah they needed oh, space that's suit awful. as far as that that's concerned uh, we all we all have a little bit of uh hoarder especially like i i can go into my office over here go in the closet and find old printer serial cables <laughs> like, like oh, okay. I, I, cables and shit i have I have old like joysticks from games that still would have to screw into your your graphics card, like just ridiculous peripherals. And I, I don't know why I just don't throw them away. So when I'm, those a, I'm start a computer guy. In your home and you're forced to shit in unnatural places, then we'll have a problem. But yeah. then there's an issue. Have old electronics in a closet in a mansion. So we're okay. <laughs> As a computer guy, those things are my absolute nightmare. Like, like, like some relative calls up or friend of a friend like, hey, I got this new MacBook Retina Pro. Can you help me get my scanner to work with it? And it's got like an LPT2 cable from like 1993. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't. I can't get it to work with this. <laughs> you fucking get a new scanner from this decade. You're, you're out of luck. <laughs> I've got lots of stuff too. I get sent a lot of stuff, like gun stuff. Like there's an extra barrel to a, to a pistol here. Like I, I, I got little things like this are laying everywhere. It's got a thing stuck to it. But like they're everywhere, and I don't know where to put them. What and is that behind you? I can't. Is that a tripod on the on the couch? It's over your left shoulder. Oh um, no! I got my my vectors here. Um, That's what it. Yeah. And, yeah, and then behind that, I've got my. Um, Rifle. Is that oh, an we need to Armalite? ban that. We need to ban it. It's scary looking. I don't it's appreciate so it because I don't looking. understand it. I hand painted this one. What is that one? That's an assault machine gun pistol rifle clip mag. <laughs> you know the founding fathers didn't imagine that. The founding fathers are the kind of men who thought progress stops here. Right. <laughs> will be achieved from here on out. No, there will be no innovation. Which, first of all, you were allowed to have cannons under the Second Amendment back then, so yeah. the whole point is bunk, but whatever. And in their lives, still have them. the progress happened during their lifetime. Think that what it was just gonna stop there yeah, yeah. A, a few of them lived old enough to see like the first lever action rifles and they were like all right whatever keep we, we saw this coming because we're the not idiots. really gonna get it now that's what they said they didn't give a fuck um yeah. that's a remington 700 stuck in like a seven or eight hundred dollar chassis it's a steel chassis um it's 10 round uh detachable magazine and a suppressor 308 10 rounds we approve but barely yeah well it's a bolt. <laughs> i mean you know ah uh, barely <laughs> Kyle, quick update. Who's winning the leave or stay thing? Oh, they are voting to leave. It, it for a Why? while there. Uh, for a while there, the uh, the vote to stay in the uh, in the EU had had ilked ahead. But let me refresh it right now and get you the. So wow, by, really? by about a hundred thousand, they're going to leave. So it's about ten percent ahead. Um, wow, I didn't know that. For, I by fifty thousand, yeah, fifty thousand votes um, for okay. uh, really? ahead to leave. Yeah. 
It's 120,000 wow. on my screen. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I see it now. It's 140,000 on mine. Hundred, they're winning by yeah. 140,000 now? Yeah, with 2 million votes counted. Man. Is, yeah. that, is that early enough, like, statistically? I don't know. I don't know, to, to, for it to be significant? I don't know. I heard that Lee uh, saying was... Uh, was in the lead there, and they were pretty much saying, well, if it goes the way the exit polls are going, but, uh, wow, that's surprising. I'm somehow very interested, yet completely ignorant on this topic. <laughs> like, uh, that's, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, just, I just think it's kind of, I want to see, like, a powerful British empire at some point, not just another piece of this shitty European puzzle that they've become. Look out, India, we're coming back. Yeah, making a comeback. <laughs> Look at like U.S. Those, uh, English. I was cool. watching Peaky Blinders the other night, and it takes place uh, post World War One, and they're talking about getting ex uh, British military for like an operation they're doing, some criminal thing. He's like, and don't get any more that that served in India. They hit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that was like, wow, the British were hard fucking core at the turn of the century. Well, don't get any more served in India. They hit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> days where the you know the sun never set on the British Empire, and yeah. now yeah. it's like the sun is literally setting on the British Empire. It's, yeah, it's like terrible. In the middle now of now they've day. got like what one time zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah Pretty, that's it. That's all they get. Island, uh, where, 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 they, where they got the where are the Falkland Islands at? They've got a few islands, right? Oh, they still have the Falklands. Yeah. The, the British Isles, all that stuff. So, yeah, I suppose they got some more time zones. But they used to have huge swaths of the entire oh God, planet. Just from Australia, chunks. India, uh, all over Africa, South Africa, all those places. It's America. Kick-ass fucking Navy if, uh, if you got out of line. <laughs> yeah, they come in there and uh, burn, burn your crops to the ground, salt your fields. <laughs> yeah. And whoop you too fucking hard, apparently. Yeah, they, the, uh, the British used to real, really run a global empire. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me sneak an ad in while Woody has stepped away. Sure. This episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Guys, we really appreciate you listening to the show, and we wanted to do something to thank you. So we contacted our friends over at dollarshaveclub.com and arranged for them to give new members a month of executive razors for free just by buying a tube of Dr. Carver Shave Butter. We're super excited they're doing that for you now, so uh, let me remind you why millions of others have joined me as proud members of the club. DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing razors right to your door for a third of the normal price that those greedy razor corporations charge. Uh, that means that when you join the Dollar Shave Club, you're, you can afford to shave with a fresh blade anytime you want, which feels fantastic. I get a first-class class shave when I use the executive blade, and that's without even hurting my wallet. And when I use the executive with their Dr. Carver's shave butter, the blade just gently slides for the smoothest shave ever. Shave butter isn't your average shaving cream. It's a unique conditioning formula with high-quality natural ingredients that leaves your skin feeling incredibly, unbelievably soft and smooth. Now's a great time to join the club. Uh, new members who buy a tube of Dr. Carver's Shave Butter get a month of the, with the Executive Razor for free. So take advantage of the special offer today. It's available by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Good stuff. We check love Dollar Shave Club. Thank you for your sponsorship. We if you need to shave, use our code. Do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love your sponsors. So, so Woody, do you want to give the, the viewers a little update? And maybe Anthony, too, a little update on your flying, uh, your airman uh, uh, stuff. I, 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 Woody I, I, is what we like to call a flyboy. Oh. <laughs> well. I, I'm, An aviatrix. Do you know what a paramotor is, Anthony? 
Yes. Okay. For people that awesome, it's like that parachute, and then but it's motorized. Yeah, with like a fan on your back. A little and fan you on just, your back. And yeah. I, I have a little bit of acreage here, so I would just theoretically be able to like step out my back door and fly away into the sky. The sky. Sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. And um, there, there really isn't an update since we last spoke. I, 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 what it is is I've had enough training to fly. I'm like there. Next time I do my thing, I'm going to step into the air. But um, we need good weather, and, and that's where it is. I haven't kited this week, which is my practicing, because it's a fucking 100 degrees out, and I would die. Uh, 101 degrees, to be more specific. And uh, But anyway, yeah, I'm going to fly soon, and I'm very excited about that. Now, how, how do you practice this without actually flying? So it turns out 90% of it is just being able to control the wing, like during takeoff and landing. So I heard 50% of it is just showing up. <laughs> it, it's you'd think like flying a kite is easy you know so therefore flying a wing is easy but it's 26 and a half meters and like as the wing shifts or like if a thermal swings by it, right. it takes you up off your feet and you land like five feet over and you, like you, you just got to kind of handle that coolly like all right yeah now we're here you know like now we're airborne same thing now we're landing all right you know get your bearings again and um you just you manipulate it until you keep it i'm pretty good at it now like it's pretty hard now, to how, how do you how do you control like the various roll pitch yaw of, of it there's there's two brakes there's a left brake and a right brake and if it's getting too far over you you pull both of them if it's going left or right you it's a combination of pulling the right brake and then shifting your feet under oh, okay it. so you you could pull both of them and go yeah down? and it, it kind of stalls it you talk about being it, 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 while you're flying you're not talking about kiting so while you're flying the altitude is completely determined by the motor Right, so if you give it more fuel, it'll pick up altitude. Oh right, okay. And if yeah. you, and not if about you... that motor part. Oh, so when you're kiting, you're on the ground and you're just controlling it to see what the wing does. Exactly. And that, you are going to be scared fuckless when it first yes, he takes is. off. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I, I feel <laughs> like a, a feeling of no control is going to <sighs> fall over you maybe of well, like I'm, a, I'm in the air with a fan on my back yeah and a parachute that i'm hoping has enough air in it so that i don't die the closest i've come to that so far is like i'm like running with the engine on my back but turned off and it gets lifted right so so now this thing which weighs like 75 pounds suddenly weighs like five and and i'm right there like you know but i haven't actually well the only flying i've done is like down bunny hills you know like like almost uh -huh. like an aerial sled ride i, I haven't have a jump and a little a little air yeah, yeah. I, I get like maybe 12 15 feet in the air and then land 100 feet down the hill kyle um, and i have been watching uh with woody crash compilations of people <laughs> in paramotors who, oh, you know because it that's the thing with these paramotor falling uh videos people crashing is you look up and it's like that looks exactly like everybody else who did this successfully and then just as an act of god he seizes the wind and these people just ah and it just looks, oh, like, looks like they just god. fall out of the sky with a 75 pound you know home depot fan strapped to their back <laughs> they slam into the ground like this is not a joke He's Obviously, so like, right. It's dangerous. It kills me. So so sometimes when I watch him, I'm like, all right, I've, I've completely identified that guy's mistake. He used a lot of brake without a lot of throttle. You know, he shouldn't have been making course corrections that low to the other times. I'm like, I don't know what he did wrong, which means I'm totally a candidate for doing that thing. Yes, also, not knowing exactly what happened to the guy. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. He should have taken Delta. 
instead of you know his own airline. Uh, it, it, it's all for fun. Like I, I've had people tell me that I said it had like utility. It doesn't. Like, it's not a better way to get. That. Yeah, no. And I, That's just. Yeah, it, it's. I've never ever said that this had any useful value at all. It, what it's for is I'm I'm excited about having this privileged perspective on Earth. Like it seems really neat to be able to just step into your backyard and fly into the sky. And I that's what drones are for. <laughs> Get a and, and now I'm now I'm just like like I love that too. Like it's a privileged perspective. You can you can fly. It's called a wing. You put the you strap your wing on and you soar away. And and you get to see Earth from a way that other people don't get to see it. It's pretty neat. Will I'm, you will you ever use the thing to like complete some random errand like like I, I want you to go to town get some get a pizza and then fly on back it's like <laughs> if that were to hypothetically happen it still wouldn't have been the best way to make it happen you know like i, I would really be kidding myself and think you know what the best way to get to papa john's is by paramotor <laughs> <laughs> given the the weight requirements of it i would love to see you kind of land at you know little caesar's pizza and you go in buy a hot and ready and a 20 ounce soda and you stand there and you pour out half of your soda and you throw like five pieces out and you're like all right and we're good to go no one more piece and now we're good to go you know we're airborne because uh, there is like take I, I could either leave half the pizza here or i gotta leave my shoes like, <laughs> my instructor gotta really make those decisions my instructor was telling me about another instructor who's a big man apparently he weighs like 340 pounds he has a special paramotor that's like made just for him he has a wing that's made for tandem like normally pe two people use it but he just uses it solo and apparently this guy is like a ballerina. Like, like his whole life, he just kind of slugs around. He's no. like a regular person. No, no, he's like a pendulum. But, <laughs> but in in he is like a pendulum. So, so like his whole life, he just looks like a regular big guy. But when he goes to like launch it and and step into the air, he's he's a mate. Like his technique is flawless. He just, he takes it up. Everything's in perfect control. He spins. He takes a step or two, and he's off into the sky. Like he's just got it nailed. Whereas unless. Beginners kind of just run a lot and they're real thumpy and jerky. Unless you're like a professional athlete, I never buy that shit of like, man, he is so, he is fat, but he is quick. You wouldn't yeah. believe it. <laughs> and yeah. then like you see clips of it online or something of like a fat guy doing a backflip or like running really fast. And it's like, if you were to just superimpose or if you photoshopped that guy into a normal sized person, and showed me that clip, I'd be like, why are you wasting my time with this normal man running an average speed? Like, <laughs> why? But no, it's, it's just because you don't expect it. Like, it, I don't know. I, Wings, there's no way every that dude so is often, there, you know, deftly maneuvering in ways that other people can't because he's got two fans on his back instead of one. Every so often you see a really big guy hit the dance floor and they can dance. And it's like in very holy short fuck. intervals. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. how do he do that? Like, I like, how does he even practice long enough I to develop that skill? Thriller dance. <laughs> 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 but but that's still neat. I think it's cool to to beat expectations like that. So Anthony, you back uh, doing your show on the schedule again? Yeah, yeah. I've been I've, I've been back about a month now. Which is uh, nice. Did you in, uh, in YouTube? If you calming down a little bit in YouTube, if you take a break like that, you almost have to you know rebuild your audience. Did, did any of that happen? No, which was cool. I had a bunch of the comics and other guests. Um, they guest hosted my show for me for the whole time, uh, so that worked out really well. 
That and is nice. uh, I think people just wanted to see what the hell I would talk about when I got back. Uh, so they, they hung in there uh, for me to, you know, they didn't know if I was going to be like, you know, Jesus once said. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. You know, one day at a time. And, uh, I'm uh, turning the other cheek. Oh, that's, <laughs> it's, you, you bring that up. I got I to gotta talk about my mom a little. Apparently, uh, so my mom and my dad split. And uh, and so apparently my mom has become hyper religious uh, uh, since the since then. Apparently she says that um, she's just gonna let God guide her the rest of the way. Oh, I hate when I hear that. Jesus like take oh, the wheel. I just Jesus take the wheel. You know I just kind of do my own thing and God guides me on through. Uh, like you're just putting a blindfold on and yeah. saying fuck it. <laughs> like, That's just a pious way of saying I'm not responsible for anything I do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One of my it's least God. favorite things is when people in business invoke God. And this has happened to me recently, but I don't want to talk about who. And and they like it's it's like their shield, you know, like this sort yeah, of yeah. like, oh, not what? Do you feel fucked over all the time by me constantly saying shit that doesn't happen? I'm a God. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Jesus person, and it's like I don't. Christian's the word. Oh, you should turn that right around and look. look. If I had contracted Jesus to do this job, it would have been done, and he'd be standing on it right now looking at me. Instead, God, you're looking- getting too close here. You're getting too close. <laughs> There's lawyers involved at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I might need a new topic at this point. <laughs> Isn't it great when you have your own show and pending litigation? Because <laughs> you just you can't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, so that EU thing. That's gonna pass. I, I just went upstairs to grab a coke, and uh, mm-hmm. and Kitty was literally transferring money around as I walked through. She's like, she said the exchange rate is uh, is, is pretty good uh, for what she's trying to do. I don't know if she's taking money out or putting money in. Something about, oh yeah, she's buying she's buying pounds because it's because they're so low. That's what she's doing. It yeah. appears that Leave is going to win. Now, if I'm looking at this little here, let me show the world what we're looking at. It. It looks to me like there's a lot of voting left to happen, but mm-hmm. um, you know it's just t- statistically significant that Leave is winning. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like I said before, and I, I couldn't phrase it any better. I'm deeply interested and totally ignorant. I yeah, that's where I am. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. We'll see what the ramifications are, both short term and long term. I think it'll be interesting. If nothing else, it's a nice little story. Um, yeah, something else to look at in the news aside from Trump and fucking Hillary. Uh, and, and, and what? Death and terror. Yeah. yeah a lot of that, too. God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actively avoiding Trump and Hillary. Like, look, there will be a time for Trump and Hillary to talk again on our show, and that time yeah. is closer to the election. Uh, right now yeah, is... It's like, that's what you do. You go through phases. All right, we had the primaries, all that hype and bullshit, and then we had the initial thing where they were the two candidates... And now it's just going to be, like, exhausting to have to listen to all the bullshit. I'll wait until, you know, October. Yeah, Yeah, whenever the debates fire up. I don't know when the debates come on, but that'll make it... That's when everything will start to matter again. You know, voters will be firm, and we'll see what's up. When's the convention where apparently the Republicans can just say, nah, to Trump? Ah, that's not going to thing. That's not going to happen. They can't really do that because Trump's part of the like convention rule making process since he won 
It's it's over. He's the guy. It's well, I mean, it's not technically over, but he's the guy. They they can't pull back now. They've already made efforts to solidify around him, and that which made them lose face. If there was gonna be a big switcheroo that was gonna come in Cleveland, then they wouldn't be buddying up to Trump. They would be having these big meetings with him. Um, he had the yeah. big like Christian uh, group meeting this last week with Jerry Falwell Jr. and all those clowns. So he's <laughs> gonna be the guy. Um. What was I gonna say? Yeah, neither candidate excites me, but I'm really turned off by the idea of someone who didn't get the votes being the candidate. Like that doesn't—that's not what I'm looking for at all. So yeah, um, I don't know. I I, I I I can't abide Hillary. So that's that's all that matters to me is my my great great hate for her and all that she stands oh, yeah. for. So mm-hmm. that that kind of seals the deal for me. It wouldn't matter if it was Trump or Flavor Flav. I know who I'm voting for. Right, right. It, <laughs> well, wait. Know, in that case, it, it'd be Trump. I think you say it doesn't matter if it's Hillary or Flavor Flav. If I'm reading you right, what I'm saying is it doesn't matter who runs against Hillary, whether it's Trump or Flavor Flav. I would vote for that person. Oh, I might pick oh, Flavor Flav over Hillary or Trump just because if we're gonna go crazy, go full <laughs> force with it. And like, hey, at out. least we'd always know what time it was. Mm. Yeah. We would. Yeah. He would const- can you imagine how many night? times it would be now is the time to act pointing at his fucking clock <laughs> yeah, you know? we're running yo, out right, of time yo right now it's 2.15 by 3.15 that nigga's dead that's how we play it now like, 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 that would be your president that would be great although uh, Flavor's not that not that angry he's more of a, a chill guy remember Flavor of Love, Love when he had Brigitte, uh, Brigitte Brigitte is that how you spell it? I Nielsen Brigitte Brigitte Nielsen, who used to be so fucking hot back oh, in the day, the doing those like Red Sonia movies or whatever, uh, like like just super hot. But time was not kind to her. Of course, it's not like time con- uh, time was very kind to Flavor Flav either. He's the one of the most repugnant looking yes. motherfuckers on the I, planet. I walked right by Flavor Flav at the airport once, and it was he looks you even put some money worse than he does in that show about him like he looks more like uh like withered he's he's tiny like i didn't realize he was such a tiny like i passed him being like oh, is that flavor flayed's son is that his small body double from far away like wh- what's the point I, I i don't know he was he looked horrible and he should have been thanking his lucky stars he ever got to get with bridget or brigitte or whoever <laughs> because he is a gross individual i walked past I'll go. I walked past um, some professional wrestler at the airport. I don't know my pro wrestlers that well. It might have been Triple H. One of the really, really big, big guys is in like weight, not popularity. And uh, but he was gigantic. And at the time, I was training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I had this like intermediate syndrome where I thought I could beat people I couldn't. And uh, I was next to that mountain of a man, and I was just <laughs> like, oh my. No way! No way! Like, pick me up like bam, bam, and smack me on the ground. Like, he was just so big. I was like, oh, yeah, well, I guess not. Now I know. I would lose. Uh, That wouldn't be my thought at the airport if I saw that guy. It would be like, oh, this guy sits next to me. I swear to God. And he's not even fat, so I can't be mouthy. Like, I'll have to be polite about it. Like, is this enough room, sir? Do you need my armrest on this side, too? Like, just, just reach on over, sir. Like, <laughs> whatever you need. <laughs> if you want, you can just stow me at the luggage. No, I didn't even want my pretzels. It's totally cool. You need the carbo load anyway. You need energy. You look tired. Have my soda. Yeah, the whole can. You know. <laughs> when I was doing the O&A show, uh, we had a, a, an appearance at the Hard Rock Cafe in um, Times Square, which at the time I think might have even been the WWE Cafe. 
they they had turned it into it at some point. Um, and one of our guests were Flavor Flav, and he was under the impression somehow I don't know how he got this idea that our party that we were having that he was a guest in was his album release party for his new album. <laughs> <laughs> so he completely took over our party, and and we we bring him up. And his posse of like 20 other people come out on stage, literally chased us off of our own show. Uh, but but there was our audience in, in the audience uh, watching Flavor Flav and all of his homeboys hijack our show for his album release party. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and he looked like, he was real ashy. He looked like he was a... Like one of those, um, you see at Hiroshima, those pictures, like yeah. somebody that had been hit with an atomic blast. He just didn't look <laughs> or good. Or Pompeii. Yeah, Pompeii, there, that's better. It's just one of those Pompeii people. <laughs> All crispy. Uh, yeah. So what happened? He just went up there and like, like took it over? What did you guys he do? He went up there, he did the, yeah, boy, we're here, we're going, uh, we're going to rock this party out. And people just started coming onto the stage. Like, like... Uh, we didn't know who they were, where they came from, and then they just started blasting some of his album, hip hop stuff, and and that was it. Our party was over. So they just and, and our audience was sitting and standing there, just looking up, like, what the what the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah. I think there are pictures of it somewhere. If you Google uh, Flavor Flav, Opie and Anthony, I'm sure it'll come up. But, Did you uh, re like claim the stage after a while, or was it like, all right, well, oh, I that's guess pretty much it. That was the end. <laughs> Yeah, thank God we kept it toward the end of uh, the, the night, but oh man, we didn't know what happened. We laughed our asses off that it did happen. Like, this guy just thought it was his party. It's like when Michael Jackson came out and thought he was getting the uh, artist of the Millennium statue. Oh. Yeah. yeah. On TV. It's like, oh, I think this guy, because uh, who, who brought him out? I think it was, My was it Miley? No, nah, it was before Miley. And she said, uh, and I believe he is the uh, artist of the millennium, Michael Jackson. She just said that, and he yeah. came up and goes, this is a great award, <laughs> millennium. <laughs> Dude, what's even fucking funnier than that is artist of the millennium, you're going up against Bach, Beethoven, <laughs> Mozart, all of the greats. And he right. goes up there and takes it like, oh, you know, they never said, they said you would never beat Mozart, and I told them, fuck you. He's a hack, he's a fucking hack. Bach couldn't he even hear it. it. <laughs> That's one of the most uncomfortable clips for me to watch, oh. is to watch him accept a fake award, and everybody gets <laughs> to sit there and watch and be like, yeah, cause oh, what did no. They had to give him something too. What was it? <laughs> like it wasn't. It wasn't even an award. Yeah, it, was it was like a straight soccer like a, participation a mic trophy. Stand. We're gonna pick the later. Yeah, <laughs> it had a picture of a golfer on it. <laughs> participation award. You know. <laughs> oh, I love it. <sighs> that guy had an interesting life. I, I, I mean. Not too many people have had their hair set on fire on national television before. That was pretty yeah. great, too, that whole Pepsi thing. Yeah. That was, that was huge. There was a story that just came out the other day that he had some, you know, we knew he was pretty creepy, but he had some real creepy stuff that just came out. Like he was a collector of, and this is weird because Pee Wee Herman fell into this category, too, a collector of 
uh, erotica, like young boy erotica. Art, though, it's art. See, it's not crazy perverted stuff. Uh, also, there were stories that he would uh, have videos of small animals being killed and would show them to the children that would come to Neverland. Like weird shit started like coming out. When it comes day. to young boy stuff, the difference between erotica art and porn is the net worth of the owner. Like, <laughs> it's like, a razor's yeah. edge yeah. that you're walking <laughs> in. I guess Pee Wee Herman was uh, trading artwork with the guy that played the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that guy got locked up, yeah. Yeah, he got locked up. Oh, net worth and, issues. And, and they were both friends, and, and they would trade uh, erotica. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was trading with other people, and it wasn't as like much like Pokemon. Erotica. you got to get them all, I guess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't have any little little Russian boys. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Collect them all. <laughs> and that ties into, Nobody like... Nobody really likes... Like, but what is he doing? Like, what's what? Do you, how do you play it off? Like, when he has people over who just think like this is Pee Wee. First of all, don't call him Pee Wee. Second, right. uh, he's really into young boys' lithe, supple bodies, and so he plasters it all over his home. Like, right. what is he doing when people come over? Is he just like, you know, I just, God. Just look at the, the crevice on that belly button or the dimple on the butt cheek. Like, it just brings you back to your most human. Like, <laughs> you can't play it off. So, no. There's no way to explain how you could be interested in the art of little boys. A lot of listeners just, might not know that because they're young. But Pee Wee Herman, when he came out with Pee Wee Herman's Great Adventure, and he was a huge star. Like, the, the man of the minute, right? Whatever that was. It. And then shortly after that, he got busted for masturbating in a public theater. The thing yeah. was, like, before the internet, sometimes, he, like, that's what these public theaters were kind of for. Like, they, they yeah. had these triple X theaters where people would go in and jerk off, I, I, I guess. And, like, I don't really, I never went to one. Like, I don't know how big it is, how many seats there are. I imagine it being, like, a full-size movie theater, but I'm probably wrong. And uh, Well, if you want to know, they were a little smaller uh -huh. than uh, full-size movie theaters. <laughs> right. There was one in Bayshore here on Long Island that um, we used to go to, me and some of my buddies, or, or like, once we were done with work at a place I used to work, and it was like, let's go to the Bayshore Theater and watch a porn. Dude, there wasn't, you could, didn't just go out and get porn. It wasn't available. Like just to get like it is now. Let me <laughs> let me get some porn. Oh, here it is. Like it work to actually get it. And we used to go, but but we'd laugh our asses off at how bad the movies were. But it was kind of good to see some hot fucking naked chicks and stuff. There was one scene where this uh, this girl was was just giving a great blowjob to some guy, and he finishes uh, all over her. And the theater was pretty quiet. And I just yelled out, yes, but can she cook? And the <laughs> was wild. Like, just starts laughing their asses off. That was uh, one, of, one of my Seinfeld moments. I had to yell the, the funny line out at the movie. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were like regular movie theaters, though. And, and, and people would jerk off in these theaters, right? That was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. It was, but apparently when Pee Wee Herman did it, maybe because of his celebrity or whatever, he got targeted and they busted him for some sort of like public exposure, whatever yeah. I charge. I see it kind of the same way that like when you go to Chipotle and you pay for water, but you get a Sprite, like everybody's doing it and it's accepted. Just don't talk about it. You know, <laughs> I don't do that. I think Pee Wee was also in one of those theaters that weren't just guys sitting and even guys just jacking off, which was illegal. And they used to send cops in 
that's how he was caught. A cop would walk around and kind of see what everyone was doing. But I think there was actual sex going on, gay sex going on in that theater. Ah. Uh, and back then, it might have been someone in, in uh, Pee Wee's lap. So anyway, yeah, maybe that was it. <laughs> he disappeared yeah, for yeah. a little while, and then he came back, and he was on this MTV award show, and it was fantastic. Everyone's like, "What's he gonna like? How is he going to recover from the public embarrassment of him getting caught masturbating in a theater?" And he's like, "Hey, heard any good jokes lately?" And it was <laughs> in the place wars because Pee Wee Herman <laughs> jokes are like the thing, and it was fantastic. He, he just totally he just owned it. That line, man. Yeah. yeah. And then he did like a few movies like Blow, and he was really good in that. Uh, yeah, he did. He did a couple of movies where he wasn't Pee Wee, and uh, and then I just watched that new Pee Wee thing that's on. Is it on Netflix or Amazon or yeah, something? Yeah, I watched it too. Yeah, and you know what? I was I was thinking like, oh fuck, this is gonna suck. It was actually pretty funny. It had it felt like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It really had the feel of you know. The whole uh, first one with the bicycle and everything, uh, but but it and was he really can still good. pull that off because he's not twenty anymore. It, it worked, yeah. I guess. <laughs> he he has a very young look with him, he especially still when he's got like all his Pee-wee. Yeah, he, he looks like a you would not have if you just saw the movie and uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you would not imagine this amount of time had passed between them. But yeah, God, I watched uh, the the big Pee Wee's Big Adventure pretty recently in the last few months, and God. Unlike so many other movies, I thought were fucking hilarious as a kid. That still holds up. Like him, him and uh, Francis talking about the bicycle, and Francis is just such a fat, smarmy cunt to yeah, him. And yeah. they're just—they're like both thirty-eight-year-old men bickering like yeah. children. I know bike. that's the fucking thing. They were men, you know. <laughs> they're yeah. men talking yeah. about. My dad will get me anything I want. <laughs> So bragging about their fathers. On this EU thing, Remain is winning now. Oh, God. yeah, it's going back and forth. It flipped the other way. Yeah, uh, and... I don't care. But now I was, I, I picked a side and I wanted to leave to win. <laughs> yeah, they were right? winning. But now I, I, I can't abandon it and bandwagon on to stay. I have to stick with my. I'm not going to be a bandwagon fan. I'm not bandwagoning. Leave. I don't, I don't I... know what that what it involves, but leave. I, I don't know what is better or what I want. I am fairly certain that. Whenever I choose a side, my fans will tell me what a terrible asshole I am for choosing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anthony, pick the other one. What's that? I, I, I'm Team Leave. Right? Is that what I am? Team. Yeah, yes, team you're Team Leave. Team they, leave. <laughs> they used to be winning, and, and they fell behind. And, and I think we're still in the first period on this thing. So, How many uh, – what are the votes now? How much are we losing by? You're losing by about 60,000 votes. Oh, my God. No big deal. We get – they, they, they make one dumb mistake. We get a two-minute power play. We're back in this spot. <laughs> yes. Third's back in. That, Take I, advantage. I'm relatively sure that's exactly how this works. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, dude, I don't know. Uh, Anthony, so, do you ever go to Islander games? Uh, nah, I used to go occasionally when they were in uh, out on Long Island. They're at Brooklyn now, so it's kind of a pain in the ass to... Pump my ass into Brooklyn to go see uh, the Islanders. And from what I hear, the Barclays Center, which they built for um, the Nets, uh, it sucks for hockey. Like, if you're behind the net on one side, you can't even see the net. It's like there's some problem with a wall they built or something. I don't know. I there are, Yeah, there's seats where you can't sit. And then, like, you know, if you're looking out on an arena, basketball, NHL, whatever, the Jumbotron is in the middle. Just right yeah. in the middle of the building. On the Islanders arena, it's like 
almost over one of the goalies. So if you're sitting high up on the home side, yeah, you don't like, see well, it. Fuck. Like it's, I, horrible. it's ridiculous. I don't understand how the Islanders don't have a better situation there, being in fucking New York. Like how? How could they They're not? The, the bastard Dude. children of the I, Rangers. They don't. Uh, you know, the Rangers will get everything they want. What I went to That's a so Hurricanes funny because game because the Islanders are so much more successful than the Rangers as a franchise, right. and they just can't get anything i went to a hurricanes game and we bought it was like tickets for nine dollars like why not you know who could that <laughs> dude it's dangerous those nine dollar seats <laughs> it is so steep at the top of that the, the, the arena whatever the hell it's called like some fucking bank center um it like you you want to have those um what are the ice mountain climbers use those fucking specialized <laughs> axes <laughs> <laughs> like it's almost like you're going up a ladder to your seat. It is so steep, and and like I've got my kids with me, and I feel like I'm holding them because if they so much as slip, they're falling down twelve stairs. It's it's oh, ridiculous. Shit. Yeah, and and like the thing that I, all I need to enjoy the game is to be able to read the players' names on their back, but I can't. I'm so far in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> like I can. And you only have like a split second to read it, and they're all Russian, so you're like number twenty eight in the shishnik. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait till next time. Yeah. Job. Oh God damn it! Like, so I, I I can make out that there's a hockey game down there, and even see like by by their body language which one might have the puck, but I can't tell who the players are, what lines on the ice, and yeah, the nine dollar seats are really overpriced <laughs> for for that game. The Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> I went to the Barclays Center once um, to for. Only once uh, for um, a Neil Diamond concert. <laughs> I saw Neil Diamond. And, uh, <laughs> he's like 70 years old. Love on the rocks, ain't no surprise. Pour me a drink. And that guy. <laughs> and um, I, I was able to get in with my gun. They actually let me uh, check in like, like law enforcement does. I showed him my permit. And then they said, what hand do you shoot with? I said, my right they give you a red uh, wristband so that if any shenanigans break out, they'll know who was checked out when they're holding their their guns. So I didn't think anything was going to happen at a Neil Diamond no. show. <laughs> was it an impenetrable bracelet? Unique little where you system. Just yeah. get it off. <laughs> yeah. Foiled again. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, and then I was just looking for other people with wristbands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm. In North Carolina, there's no way you could go to an event that has tickets and stuff like that with a gun. Like that's like the big thing. Like if they're if you that's what amazed me. Fucking New York, which is crazy, and New York City, which is crazy. But I guess it's for mostly for law enforcement. But mm -hmm. since it was a complete, you know, legit license, they let me in. Like getting um, a concealed carry in New York, I might be out of date, difficult. but you kind of have to prove that your life's in danger. Right? It's nearly impossible to get. How did yeah, you do I have it? Plenty of death threats against me. Was it that? Did you prove that like you might have to defend yourself? Oh yeah, I had threat assessments done, and mm -hmm. I save all the emails from people that want to kill me, and the threats and everything else. I had some guy that was driving around my neighborhood and tweeting at the same time and putting his position of where he was in his tweets. He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm close. I think I'm close. I'm going to drop in the next day." I shit you not, the next day uh, I'm listening on the news and some guy was uh, in a standoff with police and it was that guy. Oh, God. Had, it, it turned out he had an airsoft rifle, but they arrested him.
took him in, and uh, he was off his meds. But he was looking for me. The Good thing he didn't find you, or you would have killed him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have killed him, and maybe he had a welt. I fucking <laughs> off a welt, and he did not have a head. You know how, like, you in, in the moment that you get shot, apparently, based on war veterans, like, you're not feeling the bullet searing pain, like, you're in shock? Like, what if you just felt a few, like, pop, 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 like, stings. You're like, this is the end! And then you mow this guy yeah. down in your front yard, only to look down, ah, oh, fuck. Just a couple of BBs caught the, you know, culverts of my clothing. <laughs> You're like, I'm a fucking superhero! <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag unbreakable. <laughs> I guess I'm a vigilante now. All right, let's go. <laughs> Doesn't New York for, like, some, Kyle, you know way more than me, but some states are, like, shall is Issue, mm -hmm. and yeah. some states are like may issue yep, or yep. some other word. Yeah, may. those are the words. No. And the the idea is basically, you know, where I am, it's uh, it shall. So if I apply for it, he's okay. got to give it to me. He doesn't have any voice in this. He's just the facilitator of the thing. It's not right. like he's the decider. But may your sheriff can be like, uh, yeah, I know Marky, Marky. He don't he doesn't need that. No, I'm not signing. Or right. mate, yeah. just have blanket thing where he he doesn't sign any at all. Like like no, no one gets one here. Yeah. Here it takes easier. one like six hour class on one day. And you, you had to go to a class, eh? Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had my picture taken. You have you can double it up here because uh, if you get your concealed carry permit in Missouri, it also counts as a hunting permit, and so oh, then you not, don't have oh. to do that. So it's like you can spend an extra hour in class here in the same stuff, and never have to go back. So Mine was nice. like ten hours. It was like five hours of um, like hands-on, like shooting targets and listening to instructions, and then five hours of classroom, something like that. Another thing about New York, no fucking class. I didn't have to take shit. They I just got. I went, uh, and and my New York City one is an attachment on my state license, so it's easier to get than a pure New York City license. It does the same shit. I drive into the city, whatever, but. The uh, the state license and even the city attachment, no course, no nothing. But you you have to cough up your innards and let them examine everything. I mean, you know your uh, fucking uh, tax returns. I mean, I give them everything. It was but, like uh, fifty dollars. No <laughs> it was like fifty dollars, and they took my photograph, and that was the cost. Oh, you had uh, to drive in there. What a hardship! Georgia really needs to streamline this. It's so <laughs> close to my house. That's the funny thing. The the place is literally so close to my house. I could have walked. Like, I I mean, I could. If I looked out a window, I can almost see the place where I had to go. It's it's so close. It was it was super easy. Yeah. Anthony, what yeah. do you carry? The uh, model. AK forty. I don't know how big that is. Is it like subcompact? SK. Yeah, it's mid-size. Mid-size huh. 40 caliber. It's nice. If I'm doing something where I'm not I don't have as much uh to wear, I I have that affinity for that Walter uh PPK S the uh 380. I like that little thing. It's pretty accurate and dependable. I I like it down at the range. Um that's about it. I I it, the funny thing is when you first start carrying you just buy the biggest fucking forty-five. <laughs> yeah, nineteen eleven. Like Full size Sig forty-five. I'm like, no one go fuck with me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you got this anvil on your hip. It's hard. Pulling your pants easy. down on one side. Yeah, you can't yeah, sit yeah. down yeah. in your car. <laughs> 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 
Only yeah, them can pull your pants up. I need something a little more reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need. I, like, I, I sit here and think, like, is there a pen gun? Like, a, something I could keep in a shirt pocket? Only like, just yeah, one shot, maybe. <laughs> I don't like the little minis uh, carries. Uh, some guys like those really small uh, guns. I, I like something with a little substance to it, um, but not, you know, obviously not giant. I like that 40, a 40, uh, good yeah. size. I'm on the mini side. LCP is the gun that I carry. And uh, some people will say, like, oh, I'm not accurate with it. Yeah, I'm not really either. I'm just hoping my opponent is close. That's the idea. They usually are. Pops. Um, I was talking to my dad about that yesterday. Um, we, 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 he was looking for a gun to carry. I was like, on your on your person or in your truck, et cetera, et cetera, asking questions. And yeah, that it, you definitely don't want some gigantic thing you got to carry around. You want it to be concealed, right? That's the whole point. I carry that LCP sometimes, but I can't mm -hmm. hit shit with that. Uh, like I, I missed a juice box one time on my back porch with it, and I know how to shoot. So, like, if I'm going to carry something that I think is going to be effective, it's probably going to be my Car 40 or one of my other smaller Having pistols, some, one of the revolvers. If you were aiming my let, – let, let's say, for example, you're at one gas station pump and I'm, you know, whatever, a, a car length away from you, you hit my chest every time. You can hit a chest. Maybe not a juice not, box, but a chest from 18 feet. Not with that pistol. Not in any really? kind of like, – I would no literally – I would literally have to do – this is how – I would have to be like – Squeeze, ah. squeeze, 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 pop, and oh, maybe, shit. I, maybe. I'm telling you that LCP is such shit. I can't hit anything. I need it. to if test got, it again because I don't think I'm a better shot than you, but I feel like I'd hit that shot every time. So yeah, I, I'm terrible with that LCP. I mean, if I got if I got a full size pistol, I could shoot your ear off, but with a with that LCP, I, I might not hit you. I'll hit I'm the back. I'm looking of the to rock. get either a uh, as my next gun a. Ruger LCR in 357, like the small hammerless revolver like for those. carry, yeah. and yeah, so. those are cool. And then uh, I think that's what they use. Uh, Walter has in Breaking Bad, maybe or something similar to that. Yes, um, it is. And then yeah. I was looking at the Ruger GP100, which is the revolver right in the next size. And even as I was looking at it, I'm like, nope, this is the same mistake you made last time. You're going <laughs> to end up with a big amount of metal that's useless. I've got a Sig P226 Mark 25 9mm handgun in there that is so heavy. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, it's a great range gun. To be able to shoot 17 of these, right? Like, yeah. Oh, if, got, I'm in, if I need 17, I'm in a real tight spot and I'm probably not getting out. I've got a <laughs> like, gun in the same <laughs> class. I have a um, Smith & Wesson M&P 9mm, right? It, I bet it, it. if we were to put them down next to each other, they'd be the same size. I love it at the range. I could shoot like 300 rounds. The recoil never bothers my wrist or my hand. It's fun. And I feel like I'm pretty accurate with it too. But carrying it? No way. In a gym bag, maybe. Um, the SIG P238. If I were to choose right now, is the one that I would. Is, I've had my eye on. It's a 380. Yeah, it's a tiny little 1911 essentially. You know, it, it's a 380 and it's small. And I've, I've only had big and small, right? Like I've got a. I forget the name of my like seven cylinder revolver. It's a. You got the Smith Smith and Wesson. Uh, the Smith and Wesson 680. Uh, 686. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The, thank you. The Smith and Wesson 686, which is a full size big heavy gun. Um, nice gun. It's a great gun. I love it, but I wouldn't carry it. You know, I sooner carry a cinder block. And um, <laughs> I've got the Smith and Wesson MP9, and then all the way on the other side, I have a 1911, and then I've got this little LCP, which is like a wallet almost to carry. And uh, I'm like, well, maybe you could go a little bigger. 
you know, and, and still be able to carry it. I don't Have know. you ever shot an AR-15 without, you know, terrible shoulder bruising and PTSD <laughs> and stuff? Because I tried <laughs> yeah, shooting one, and I just I started just like Anthony's uh, detox story. I just I took two shots with the AR-15 assault rifle and just <laughs> openly wept, broke yeah. down, uh, lamenting. That how could life be this way? Yes. Like, For people that don't it... know, there was a reporter. Was it Washington Post? Where did where was he? From? New, New York. Thank New York God. Something or other. <laughs> he fired an AR-15, and he said that his shoulder was sore. He had a variety of post-traumatic stress disorder from the loud bang and all that. And people who he said own the brass flying by his face left him uh, uh, disoriented. Dis- disoriented. The sound, the explosions that were coming out of it, the recoil bruised my shoulder. He was talking about firing an AR-15. And then I love the videos that came out of the little girl going, okay, dad. And and this little kid is shooting it and loving it. Did you see the guy shooting with his nose? Yeah, the nose nose video, this like uh, big, heavy, kind of Southern sounding guy is out there. I don't know if you've seen it, but he basically is like, this guy said it gave him PTSD and all sorts of things, and I figured this would be a good rebuttal. And he just kind of holds the gun up with one hand. Yeah. One hand, easily. He's no bodybuilder. <laughs> then he just puts the the fucking the butt. butt right here and fires, like, three rounds. And you can just barely see it imprinting his nose. And he's like, <laughs> I'm fine. Like, how much of a pussy do you have to be for that to scare you to that extent? Or how much of a soulless shill do you have to be to right. pretend that? That's, That's the thing. He's loud. not a pussy. Because nobody is that much a pussy. He's a liar. He's a liar. That's what he. That's yep. what he was. Yeah. There's just an AR-15. You have to shoot it. If you guys ever, if you guys haven't shot, everyone here has. But for people listening, if you haven't shot an AR-15, then oh my gosh, it is, it is the recoil is like a, a two finger tap. You know, it's that, a 22 caliber rifle that weighs like 12 fucking pounds without optics. Yeah. Like th- this thing doesn't kick at all. I mean, if you, you can put it on the- your nose. If you show the Mini 14 that that guy like Anders Breivik or whatever used, like show people a Mini 14 and ask if they think that's an assault rifle, and they'll all say no. That that kind of looks almost like a pellet gun. Like it's just right. fear mongering based on what it looks like. You know, the, you throw uh, a foregrip on there and like a uh, you know picking any rail or whatever, and suddenly it's fucking horrible. What what paper was he from? I believe it was the either the New York Post or the New York Daily News. I think the, the Daily Times. News. The Times asked. Two days ago, if they could license my AR-15 video, I said no. Ah, boy. <laughs> nice. Absolutely not. I know. I yeah. I know what they're gonna do with it, and I know which video they want to. I've got uh, a video called "My New AR-15," and I've got an AR-15 with a a, a four hundred dollar Geisley trigger on it, so I can shoot the thing almost fully automatic, you know, uh-huh. like this. And I'm shooting soda bottles, and I'm just going. And I, you know, I just I waste thirty soda bottles in like eight <laughs> uh, seconds yeah. or something like that. I know oh, they want to see that. Old for them. That's yeah, but it's, old for them. it's a three. It's my three thousand dollar like you know three gun gun. If I wanted to right. run it, it's Plus, a carbon fiber AR fifteen. I I know we've talked about this in PKA before, but I feel like people get the wrong idea about like this fully auto thing. You know, if if hypothetically I had a group of people I wanted to take down, I'd do it semi auto. Yeah, like yeah. If, if you were to go full auto you just you don't control where your bullets go you're wasting a ton of ammo yeah. you're reloading every three seconds it's silly it's it's not how well, you yeah. you know you know what it is if you if you only know guns from movies 
You're gonna you don't run out of bullets. That you could just wipe people out. That's the one thing that surprised me the most the first time I ever fired a fully automatic weapon was how fast that ammo's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Reload. And, yeah. you know, you're not, you are absolutely not getting that accuracy that you get with a semi. I could put more rounds in a target with a semi-automatic than I ever could with a full automatic uh, standing at, at uh, I, distance. Just I thought that I was going to be a unique snowflake who would shoot more accurately with an auto than everyone said I would. Turns out I'm just like everyone else. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they yeah. they yeah, it, it tends to rise up, so then you kind of pull it down, and now you just overcorrecting. Yeah, it, it, over yeah. And yeah. I, I'm I'm more accurate with a garden hose, you know, just but they spraying. think that when you listen to the the left and these gun uh, fucking people that want to yank your gun rights, they think you can just go out and buy a fully automatic weapon mm. at like uh, Walmart without any background check or anything, and you leave and just start mowing people down. It's like, that has to be changed. Well, let me tell you something, it, it, it doesn't work like that. And you you can't even convince them that that is complete bullshit. Yeah, you can't, just like you can't convince them that it's bullshit when they're like, you can just go to you know gunbroker.com and just put in your address and order uh -huh. a gun. It's like, no, you can't. Only mm -hmm. someone who's never about? bought they a gun online about. can do that. You have to, they they're, they're gonna the take it to a loophole. federally licensed store yeah. and you're gonna have yeah. to go and do your background check there they're not just gonna you know the fedex guy isn't gonna be like ar-15 yeah, yeah yeah come on i've got a 1200 dollars killing implement for yeah. you i know you have a date later today like no of course not i've Talk actually bought off gunbroker.com and and just like taylor said they ship it to your local dealer it's called an ffl right. And um, what does FFL stand for? Somebody help me. Federal, uh, federal, federal firearm firearm license. license. All right, yeah. yeah they ship, Licensee. So they, they ship them straight to me. Um, well, but you I've got have FFL. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's what I'm getting at. Kyle, yeah, Kyle is a, a gun store for, for all intents and purposes. But most people... And they a bomb store. <laughs> and a bomb store now, too. <laughs> but most people, they ship it to your local gun store, and then he sells it to you with all the same regulatory background checks uh, from an online purchase that you would have in person. So. Yep. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle's a unique snake flea in terms of licensing. Yeah, they're a bomb store. Yeah, I'm that too. Yeah, I can manufacture. Kyle's Bomb samples. Emporium. <laughs> oh, that'll be the name of it. Thanks. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, but, oh, but the, the, the loophole that does exist is that you can buy a gun from like a regular person who's not a gun store. And that doesn't have the same background check. And they often call that the, the gun show loophole, but that's not really true. Most of the people at the gun show are gun stores, and they just do yeah. all the same background stuff. Yeah. What it is is it's the father-son loophole because I can buy one from my dad, and he can sell one to me, and I can sell one to Woody, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, it's how it should be. And that whole terror watch list thing, at first you're like, yeah, I don't want a guy that we don't even allow to fly on a plane to have a gun. But it's like, well, what 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 other rights are we going to snatch away from him just because he's on an arbitrary list controlled by like one pencil pushing bureaucrat in D.C.? Like, who's the guy who puts your name on the list? Because if all it takes to take away one of your one of your main core rights is to put your name on a list, then that doesn't sound too fucking free to that me. That's sound good. But, maybe but we'll take your freedom of speech next. You try to tell them that you're that's a bad, and they're like, well, we have to be safe. And it's like, oh, you want to be safe? Then just do away with the fourth also. If you suspect someone and they're on a list, why can't you just walk in their house and start poking around without a warrant? Let's do away with that one too. And 
They never understand it. The Second Amendment stands apart from all the other ones. Yeah, we could shit on that one, but, you know, hey, my free, they're the first ones to erroneously talk about freedom of speech. They have no idea <laughs> even what that is. But nope. the second, man, do they just want to get rid of that one? It's amazing to me. Very frustrating. Yeah, I, I don't know why they, they, I don't know. I never see debates on the First Amendment, right? Like, I would love to see them say, you know what? The Founding Fathers did not see the internet coming, right? Yeah. People have, back in the day, there were hardly printing presses, and the freedom of speech didn't mean what it meant now. Look at people, this man. He's people, got 500,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. He needs a, we got to license him or when, do something. When right. they came up with freedom of speech, people were just shouting on street corners. Now there's the internet. There's Tumblr. There's Facebook. People can reach millions, right? PewDiePie's freedom of speech has a reach that they never saw coming. So we totally need to lock so down freedom of speech. PewDiePie has never intended the internet. <laughs> Can I jump in real quick with Pie? Because this is funny. He's going to get evicted from that country if they vote to uh, to leave the EU. Really? He's gotta, he, he is. He just bought a house too. Yeah, he just bought a house and uh, or an, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And uh, so he's going to be kicked out. Uh, no, he, he won't. Stay. He's worth way too much money to just get kicked out. He'll. Well, I have that, no that, idea. That's not yeah, he's not a citizen. Anthony, do you know who Pie is? Is this? Is, so Pootie Pie yeah, is... Yeah, I, I heard about that whole thing. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's the biggest YouTuber. Everyone here knows who he is. Yeah, um, yeah he's tremendously successful. I was... Uh, dude, I, I talked about it in my vlog today, which isn't even live yet, but um, every generation of YouTubers kind of leapfrogs the previous one. Like, you know, the, the, the success that and metrics that, like, people pulled in 2012... By the same, you know, whatever, like 50th largest YouTuber in 2016 is gigantic, right? You know, they have more subs, more views, like they're, they're more like respected, pulled into conferences or whatever in a way that didn't happen before. Whoever replaces PewDiePie or PewDiePie, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Whoever replaces him is going to be a legit superstar. Hollywood actors are going to be envious of his fame. They're all going to say, how did that guy get big? Tom Cruise is going to be saying, how did PewDiePie V2 get bigger than me? He doesn't even have talent, right? But he of course, must not have anybody thetans. It's incredible. <laughs> you know, of course, they're going to have a talent. Their talent is going to be charisma, right? That, that's kind of what the YouTube talent is. It, I, I, people say Kim Kardashian has no talent. I guess she's got charisma. People care about her, love to love her, love to hate her, whatever it is. They, she's got a thing. But yeah, the, the next version, the 2019 version of PewDiePie, assuming it's still not PewDiePie, is going to be so giant. It, 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 YouTube will be bigger than TV or movies at this rate. I have like nothing to offer. I, I was talking to this, uh, oh, this uh, Vine sensation, you know, was doing a stand-up. And it, he wasn't a stand-up that got big on Vine. He just got big doing his six-second Vine videos uh -huh. and decided, oh, people love me. I'm going to do stand-up. And he just was fucking awful. Just terrible. <laughs> they don't – I think it's 99% of it is young girls that just like that the guy's cute and and yeah. just fucking amazing amounts of – of uh, views on You know to what? Pay for a six-second show. I don't knock him because, like, every stand-up comedian I've ever talked to mentions the same thing: how much bravery it takes to hit that stage. Like all of them, just like, bombing in stand-up is apparently worse than bombing in all other venues. And you know, if he's up yeah, there, but you got no respect for the guy if he's not trying to earn his way and like climb the ladder. If he's just jumping in, like, hey, I'm big over here. I bet I'll be great over here. You're kind of like, right. yeah, I'm I gonna enjoy know. watching you crash and burn. I see it the other way, like the poor guy didn't get the same 
graceful entry into it that everyone else did right everyone else starts in a club with six people watching this vine star starts off in a club with 500 people watching and he just you know it didn't get the preparation he needed yeah that's why he's bombing it, it assuming he's bombing i didn't see his routine but it like i don't it it's you'd tough. have to be a real narcissist to think that because you could make a bunch of six second clips that are entertaining enough to be watched for six seconds that you can then hop out there in front of hundreds of people and kind of yeah. just wing it. Like, it almost it's, makes it's, it seem like you don't have any respect for what stand-up is and what it takes to be good at it, that you can just, oh, you know what, I'm good at this, I'm gonna be good at this too. It, 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 I, and stand-ups fucking hate that too, but uh, <laughs> they're a bunch of insecure fuckers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like Brandon Schwab. I, I don't know if you know who he is, but Brandon Schwab was this UFC fighter, and now he's teamed up with Brian Callen. Do you know him? He's a stand-up comedian, and he's a friend of the Joe Rogan circle. Anyway, Brandon oh. Schwab is doing stand-up com- comedy right now. And because he's kind of famous from his podcast and his UFC career, he's like apparently struggling at doing stand-up and i feel for the guy like i I get it you know because you and your actual stand-up comedian friend are like a duo now you're just thrust into a situation that that most people don't start in the deep end like that some people can pull it off after a while i guess if you stick with it mick foley uh mankind from wwe yeah uh he uh he decided he was going to do stand-up and just kind of tell stories of his life and and at first, he said he even knew he wasn't very good at it. But he's been doing that now for years. And apparently, from what I've heard, he's pretty good now. And people go to see him uh, not only because it's who he is, but because he's kind of funny. So uh, I guess if you stick with it, but if you just think it's some magic bullet's going to happen and you're going to get up there and be great at it because you were good at this, uh, you're probably going to still have to put the work in. Yeah, it's not stand-up. But you know who was shockingly good right away? Mike Tyson. So he went up there and, and, you know, he had a lot of props and stuff that, you know, like guidance and like get an outline yeah, in yeah, terms of yeah. effects. But um, but he went up there and told the story of his life. And I, I only saw the HBO version of it, but it was yeah, amazing. Really good. Yeah. Really, Are you really. going to go to a Mike Tyson show and not laugh and clap? Oh, I'm come you, on. Even if he was like <laughs> up there drooling and falling asleep, I'd be like, oh, my God, genius. Look at this guy. <laughs> Remember this face because this guy was loving it. <laughs> I've I've heard him do do radio interviews and stuff, and and he's he's a genuinely kind of funny guy, yeah. and I don't think he that woman, I, I really don't, because he, and he, he he still defends it to this day, and he'll he'll say, look, I've raped a lot of women, but I didn't rape that one. Uh, uh, I don't <laughs> think he says that. I think you might be misquoting him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said that. He's he's he, he, or at least he's intimated. He's like, yeah, there might have been a few rapes here and there, but not that one. I didn't rape her. She's fucking lying. Like, like he still stands by that. I don't believe her. Uh, I, it's not that I don't think Mike Tyson is a rapist. I don't don't think he raped that particular woman. Doesn't make sense. He was doing so well in his career and everything was going so good. Yeah. Um, I like Tyson and I really like that one man show thing he did. That that was entertaining. Um, that was great. Will don't Ferrell, worry, did ladies it. and gentlemen, those chains are made of high tensile steel. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the stage, photographers. <laughs> <laughs> a little King Kong joke for you. Let me get a uh, let me get a watch advertisement in here we're going to talk a little bit about what kind of watches movement watches the past few months we've been working a lot with movement watches we love them you guys love them 
So I asked myself, why do I only have one? You see, movement offers different different color uh, bands, different faces, and different styles for each of their mini watches. Movement watches start at just ninety-five dollars. So do some quick math. You could have a uh, you could have a couple movement watches, and it would still be a better deal than having just one of those department store watches. You could get a blue and a white one. Maybe sandstone's your thing. Whatever your style, movement has watches and bands to match for uh, every outfit in your arsenal. So there's no hassles. Just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So join their more than 1 million social media followers and get a movement watch today. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash pka today, and they'll give you 15% off your current your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka. Nicely read. Movement watches. The kind you buy. We've all got some. You should get some. <laughs> there you go. If you want yeah, to be so yes. who's who's winning who is leave winning the... leave is now oh, winning what? yes yeah oh, it's I true i didn't abandon my team and look what happened <laughs> surged back into so Romans. uh there's nearly eight million votes in and leave is ahead by fifty thousand, which feels razor thin oh. to me it's been only ver- twenty thousand as i just updated it's really oh, wow. close twenty thousand is that Mine is uh four million eighty thousand against four million sixty three thousand. You are so that's you're a, seventeen thousand yeah. and four. He's right. What if leave is like the worst movement ever, and only <sighs> horrible people want? Or I guess I couldn't. It's that close. Couldn't just be horrible people, but I'm just rooting for the worst thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Leave. Like I don't know. I don't even know what I want, but I know I really care. <laughs> I know that I like to pick sides. And so I have. You know, I want them to no leave. knowledge, no, you know, <coughs> that's my team. I, I want them to leave because it'd be a little bit of a mix-up, right? I, I'd like to see what what comes of it. Let, let's let's get something yeah. new and interesting going on. Yeah, if something nothing else, di- it's different. Yeah, difference. That's all I want. I, I assume they're voting on this for some reason. Like, it, if things were going great there, they wouldn't be voting, right? Yeah. I like knowing they, how much the people in Liechtenstein are panicking. You know, they call <laughs> their countrywide meeting at the the YMCA in Germany because they don't have one. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, don't want to sit there and uh, and have to foot the bill for like Greece because you know they're they're one economy and England is just throwing all of their good shit in and other countries are going broke, but they're keeping it going. It's kind of. Uh, Socialist. <laughs> if that really is like the the crux of it, that they're succeeding and they're basically propping up failed economies, yeah. then they should definitely leave because that's not fair to the people of the UK. It's not. Uh, but I, I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know either. I do know. I keep hearing Germany's super strong economically, so presumably they'd be like another sort of you know giver for all these taker nations like Greece. Yeah, I want to see it go back to like the fucking the lira and the Deutschmark and the franc and you know, all that wacky money that was going around back in the day. <laughs> yeah, just get back to good old feudalism. Right, <laughs> have have serfs, the serfs, lower class, all that people who till the land and we keep them in the dark, don't allow them to read and know what God <laughs> really wants. That's for us to know. Uh, Man, think of how much easier it would have been to be a ruler of any country before, like, when you could control if people were allowed to read. Like, you could literally be like, I think that they're better in the dark. Like, yeah. they don't need to know all this They best shit. not know things. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> they're going to know we're really fucking up. <laughs> yeah. So the last Game of Thrones episode is coming soon. It, I'm, I'm super excited. 
Anthony, it's, you're it's, all caught up on that show, correct? Oh God, I'm not. I, oh. I am like, I know. Uh, the I know. the it's the most okay. recent one, no spoilers, is very good. What uh, is, we uh, all where, enjoyed where it. Where did you leave off? Where are you on the journey? I just have to catch up with last week. Oh. oh. Yep. Oh man, you are in for a trip. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go! So I, right, I, that was Anthony Cumia. Thanks for coming on. Go watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm right there. <laughs> it's like this won't spoil anything, but it's compared to not just other TV shows, not just other movies, including shit like Band of Brothers. Like it's the best battle scene of anything cinematic. That's what I've heard. Yes. Far that and is away. What I've heard. It's a whole new kind of way to do battle scenes that they did. Like, this yeah. is Scorsese-level, uh, like... Cinematography, group, amazingly cinematography. well... Yes. It, very well shot, very well choreographed. I remember and, thinking and they, when, I, when I saw uh, initially um, Lord of the Rings, like, that kind of epic battle was kind of a new way to do mm -hmm. battle scenes back then, to have that scope... Uh, to me, it's, it's not that they found a new way to do it. It's that they've taken all the best way we've ever seen and uh -huh. put it together into one. You know, like the, there's an aspect there that feels like Braveheart. There's an aspect that feels like oh, Lord of the oh, Rings. Yeah. There's 300. An yeah, 300. It, oh, it, fuck. Dude, <laughs> they, like the, the best from all of cinematic history gets sort of, you know, stuck in this battle. And it's very yeah. good. It's very good. Oh, I'll and, be watching it like the second the second we're done here. I am <laughs> absolutely watching it. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I got a couple more seasons I think to go with the with Game of Thrones. So we'll see how this whole story gets fleshed out. But man, I really Wait, enjoyed one this more season, season, right? Am I one crazy? More, one more. Really? Are you sure it's one? It better uh, not be one. I really hope it's two because they can't wrap this shit up in one season. Shucks, I. I I uh, have been watching it all this time with the knowledge this, that I mean this they is can't the handle six... all those storylines. They're gonna have to just make an aggregate white guy with a beard. See, we're only on this a lot of characters and just do something with him. Is <laughs> this the sixth season? Correct. This is the correct. sixth we're in. Yeah. yeah so, I, well, I mean, they're gonna do uh, seven books. So why would they only do six seasons? I mean, um, well, I guess next year would be the seventh, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. I love how uh, in the old days they would milk a fucking successful show forever until no one was watching anymore. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. would just run it into the ground and they go, "Yep, yeah, that's canceled." Yeah. Now it's like, "What? What? One season? Motherfuckers!" Yeah. Oh. I, I, believe me, it's so much better this way. God, it ends at season eight, so not seven like I thought. Oh, it ends at that's what I thought. I thought there were two to go, and, I, and, and then there was that that kind of thing where like, and maybe one on top. I right, also right, knew there yeah. were two to go, but I thought this season counted. So, like, that's that's where my mistake was. And season half season. And here's the thing, and this is rumor, I guess, but there'll be seven episodes for season seven and six for season eight. Ah. So that I mean, I hope they're all two hours long. <laughs> I'm not going to be nearly as excited for these books for the last two books to release if we've already seen the whole series. Like if yeah. if he comes out with that uh, sixth book in 2018. Oh yeah. Like, because I, at that over. point, like what's happening now in the show is becoming canon for the entire like lore and everything. Because I, none, it's no, first. not even the book readers, none of us know what the fuck's going on. Like <laughs> at this point, it's just happening. But yeah, he really sit down and Stephen King has written six books in the last month, and this guy can't finish <laughs> the same story that he's been doing forever. It's because I was like looking at, I didn't look it up, I saw it online that Stephen King treats writing 
the way people do like a nine to five job. So he'll wake up and be like, all right, I'm going to do a thousand words today. I don't mm-hmm. care if I'm not fucking feeling it. I'm going to hash through it. Maybe I'm on a roll. It takes me 45 minutes. Maybe I'm not on a roll. It takes me 10 hours, but I have to get it done. Like yeah. that George R. R. He doesn't believe in inspiration. It, it, it was specifically about inspiration, I think. Like Stephen King doesn't believe in inspiration. He thinks that's a bunch of bullshit for lazy people. <laughs> he's like, he, he's like inspired. Like I just went and wrote. I, I went and told a story. I didn't need inspiration. Right. I he made believes it up. in discipline. Just like, just like that actor where they were like, "Oh, you were so intense. What were, what were you thinking in that moment when your children had died before your eyes and the, and the car was burning? Oh, I was counting to eight in my head. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> eight seconds of grief and yeah. done like <laughs> like the joey tribbiani uh, like uh, i just pretend that i smelled a fart yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> where could that have come from yeah the math problems like yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah game of thrones is super strong right now i they they're just doing a good watching, job with the uh, show. I, I just finished this uh, newest season of Peaky Blinders, which I thought was excellent. I really liked that show. Um, and the third season was real good. They kill off a main character in the third season, and it's shocking. It's like, mm. oh, God, everything's different now. Um, so I've, re- I've really been enjoying the violence and the gore of that show. It just seems like human life doesn't have a whole lot of value in 1915 Birmingham or wherever they are. <laughs> Orange is the new black killed a character. And, like, of all the characters in it, she'd be one of my least, like, favorite to kill. And it's just like, they did that? But she was so, oh, man. Like, like okay, you got me to care. Congratulations. What's, what's an example of, a, of someone dying in a show that wasn't, like, a bad guy that you were happiest about? Andrea. Andrea. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from Walking Dead. That blonde woman. Close oh, your my. mouth, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, man. I she, she I wish she died twice. She would always have her mouth agape. That's her acting style. <laughs> so like like any she's just like like constantly agape. Always. That's her thing. That's her look for everything. That's confusion. That's fear. That's interest. Mouth agape. That's her thing. And and we were so sick and tired of her. And we've been hating on her for like three weeks. Oh, and they, cool. And yeah. they pulled her off. And we came back. And we were all like, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. I even wanted yeah. to come back as a zombie. Just, just, just never, never hire her just again. Go, just, just go. Just go. Just yeah. She shot herself in the head. That's how. That's, that's how it went down. Oh, uh, what was the other show that I've been watching that was ah shit? I lost my train of thought. What was it? It's some good here. Peaky Blinders. Uh, I don't know. Another good show? Yeah. God damn it. Was someone killed off in it? Oh, you, yes. I've been watching Veep. Have you guys been watching Veep? I'm all caught up on Veep. That yeah, show is so cool. much funnier than you would think it would be oh, by dude, just I, the cover. And I, started I also watching... just really like Julia Louis-Dreyfus a ton. I think she's hysterical. Dude, of for people that film. don't know Veep, right? Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the vice president, and, and I don't want to if you've never seen it at all, I don't want to do the plot, the twists and turns. But what's funny to me is it's a bunch of people in politics in the West Wing, and they're the most foul mouthed, like twisted, not caring. Like you ever hear how reporters incompetent, incompetent, just like and and oh my god, like I'm trying to remember one of her lines, like. You know, oh my God, fuck me in the ass, and you know, like <laughs> fuck me in the ass and stick a dick in my eye, and I've tried both and they're overrated. And I'm just like, wait, what? I'm like you're the vice president, <laughs> you can't say that. And uh, and I just 
I don't know the stuff they come up with. There's an elementary side of me that just thinks it's hilarious. I, I, I I'm now into Veep. I think it's better than Silicon Valley. It at this point in the shows because I'm I'm up to date on both because I don't just watch Game of Thrones. I watch the whole HBO suite yeah. on Sunday night up until it gets oh. to that guy. Uh, uh, yesterday, today, with John Oliver or whatever, then I very quickly, nope, <laughs> no thank you, you smarmy British dude commenting on things you don't really understand. Uh, that, that's what we need. More political commentators like Piers Morgan and that guy commenting on us. Did but, you um, see um, John Oliver's take on the you know Britain leaving the EU? He yeah, saw. yeah. What side it. is he on? I take the opposite, even if I have to abandon my team. It, he stayed and, right in the middle, of course. He it, it, and, and the whole the whole song was like a chorus singing "fuck you EU," but we need you. So yeah, then I, I saw that out. one. It you know it it was funny. He had some funny moments in there, but like the message, wow, he really. I I don't know why, but I think the people that want England to leave are like the Trump people. And people that want England to stay are like the liberals. Uh, I, I'm seeing that. That's how people are, that kind of have any interest in it are um, are going with this whole thing. Huh. Yeah. So, so it, who's winning now? The leaves. I don't know who's winning now. The leaves are up by 50,000. Yeah. Wow, that's not much. 150,000. 150,000. I made a math error. All right. Yes. Hey, what yeah. how many, What show do you think was like the first one that decided they were going to kill off a, a popular character? Like that was something that was never done. I know Didn't it happened on Dallas. Mm. Like years ago, Who shot Mash JR? With uh, Henry Blake. Like he was the, mm -hmm. the fucking beloved colonel of, of the MASH unit. And he was leaving, so they killed off his character. Um, but he was leaving anyway. Like I... I where these out of the fucking blue, a main character gets killed. That isn't something that that was happening. For, Two uh, things: characters get killed, like you said, and another thing I like is shows end while they're hot. Like when Breaking Bad ended, they yeah. they could oh, have yeah. gone three more seasons. You know, like yeah. it, the the interest in Breaking Bad peaked at its finale. Yes, yeah. Whereas like the interest in Friends seemed to. I mean, I guess maybe the finale, but you know, look, that show was fading out. You know, they were just yeah, done. That's, they make a set amount of seasons now, and they're like, that's it. This is our story. This is our arc. That's what we're going to do. Oh, and, did, you, uh, did yeah. you see the actor that plays uh, Chekhov uh, in the Star Trek movies die? Yeah! Dude, did you see Hit about by his the, own car. Did you hear yeah. about his car? Yeah. Apparently, there's a recall on that Jeep Cherokee, Grand Cherokee. I'm sure I have that close. Um that allows people to think they were in park when they really weren't. And yeah. something like 300,000 accidents and some 100,000 number of injuries has happened because... The shifter, the shifter doesn't lock in. You don't put it in park, and it's, it, it, and it, when you put it in park, it doesn't just lock into that park position and stay there. You kind of select park, and then it returns to a neutral floaty position. So it's like a selector where you're, like, picking gears. So visually, you can't look at it and determine, yes, it's in park, unless you're looking for that little light or something. So I guess he thinks he put it in park, but it's in yeah. neutral, reverse, turns the car off, gets out, walks down his driveway, turns around, is like, oh, no, as the car crushes him against a brick wall. Uh, and then they discover him that night. His friends do because he's late for some engagement, some rehearsal. acting thing. Oh. Rehearsal. God, okay. What a yeah. tragic way to die. Uh, that yeah. sucks. And I well, imagine it's a slow death. Like I, I don't like think it was felt, like crushed done. I think you felt the linkage 
Like you were literally moving metal parts to put your car in park. Yeah. Like there was a rod and a ball joint and Conk. it went clank and you knew it was in fucking park. You feel it. Now, these Jeeps now, like I've driven the new ones and, and some of like uh, like a lot of Dodge cars I think do this now where Chrysler 300 you, you, has it. you don't, uh, like it's a dial mm-hmm. and you dial it to park. And so you put your foot on the brake, dial it to park or dial it to reverse, which is so... Like that's not intuitive. Like everybody, like when you drive that, your your instinct is like go like. Right. Oh, so oops. the other thing though is like so my wife has a shifter that's like on the floor. Mine's a stick shift, so of course it's on the floor. But she's got like that big sort of rod, and I see the dial on the dash, and it's like man, there'd be a lot of console in the middle. Either a really nice armrest or like a big storage <laughs> thing. Yeah. You could put a laptop in there. Like why is so much space devoted to the shifter? It, like if you could get your mind onto something new, the shifter taking as much room as like the cigarette lighter power port thing is nice. Like I, it seems like it'd be cool to have a little piece of lipstick on the dash to handle shifting. I'm as not, long as it's not fucking driving yeah. you into a mailbox. Wait, wait, I mean, yeah. Aside from the you know, you know vehicular that's... homicide, it seems good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The shifter on uh, I of course have the Jaguar. <laughs> and the shifter, but it's the same thing. It's a shift, but you're not really moving anything. It's a it's a switch. It's a switch that looks like a shifter. And I pull a little triggered thing on the uh, shifting, and then as I pull down once, twice, three, it'll go through reverse, neutral, park, and shit like that. Uh, reverse, neutral, drive. So you're not really shifting anything. And that it's all electronic. So yeah. God knows what the fucking screw yeah. up there and I don't mean to brag I have a 13 year old Tacoma and it passed inspection today so kind of a oh, big deal Ryan, shut my mouth <laughs> my 7 year old Chrysler 300 never passes inspection <laughs> the, it, I, when I got it I was like 5.7 liter V8 Hemi that's sensible for a large sedan <laughs> and then immediately it was like god every time I have to get the emissions tested on that thing I live in Missouri so it's not like you know, we're the pinnacle of like this just won't do. Like, like, <laughs> like they're not super strict, but that thing has never fucking passed. I've said it before, where I took it in once on a super rainy day, had them test it, and they were like, "You got to take this thing out, drive around for 20, 30 minutes at about 50 or 60 miles an hour, and then bring it back, but don't." go under 60 for too long before you bring it back and so it's in the middle of the rain it's not off a highway it's off like uh or it's off a highway not a freeway so it's like speed limit's 45 and i'm just kind of like really trying to, to speed <laughs> the whole way in the rain clearly just looping around in the same area like a lunatic and then it didn't fail or failed again i will never buy another chrysler car another chrysler <sighs> product like, what did I, you do when it failed did you have to uh I just like, took it back home and drove on expired plates for like a week and oh, then brought shit. it back just praying and it did. It passed. So that, that was basically it. Yeah, has so, that, has no. that been still happening? Was that this year or do we have any further updates? That was uh, <laughs> the last time I had to do it was this past year happened or didn't happen. Three years ago it happened and four years ago it happened. So wait, this so, past year it passed? This past year it passed. Uh, every subsequent time, no, it was an ordeal. Uh, I, I, this thing, ugh. it's really fast when you need it to be. And if you have like, I, I want to spend $6 in gas to get 200 yards that way. Like then it's fun, <laughs> but it's, 
even then it's not fast enough like a really nice car that i can pull up to like a really nice guy and be like oh yeah how about you blow me out in this race that'll be fun <laughs> everybody watch watch the guy with the actually nice car like, like, <laughs> uh, it is it is nice and i can't rip on the car 100 percent. it's i like it's like sitting in a living room it's a lot of room in there but that's it. That's the only benefit. You know, isn't that something that like an older guy would appreciate though? I feel like you yeah, know, I'm not into or sports. Shouldn't cars. you be I mean, into I some like? I don't want a white guy's drive though. I don't ever want a. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I feel know, like you should easier to because drive around in certain like, areas. Because they think it looks like that high end. Uh, what's it supposed to look like? It's the three. The Chrysler 300 is sort of. Oh, shaped. if you if you get that, some people if you go down in some some places they have like a Bentley grill on it oh, and they'll put like a b on the front where it's like yeah, who are you fooling like <laughs> there's a, a chrysler logo on it like i don't know that's you'd be embarrassed many more times than somebody that would look at it and go wow that's a bentley like wow yeah, no. that's cool actually like, no it's uh it's a couple hundred people feet. would be like what a douche as opposed yeah. to one person one, going four. oh look nice and the dude who had it before me tinted those windows like he had a fear of skin cancer. <laughs> because anytime it's late at night and I need to back out of anywhere, like it is a serious struggle. How like, long did it take you to get the smell of black and miles out of it? Uh, you know, that's I've, I've, what I've is gone that? nose blind. You know? <laughs> what, what is black and miles? A cigarette? Uh, a cigar that a cigar. that mostly black people smoke because I think that a black man owned his car because mostly black men own those I cars. Actually, I actually I actually don't mind those little black and milds. Like if I'll I'm gonna have a cigar okay. because like the huge cigars are too much of a commitment for me because I don't have a cultured enough palate of cigars to where I'm having one and I'm like oh man I can taste the Honduran leaves here and and the sweat of the eight year old who picked it like no that i, I, I haven't had a cigar in so long like last cigar i had i was like 24 years old my friend had a bachelor party and it was like yeah we're all gonna smoke cigars outside and i thought you know i'm an adult i can make this decision like i'm not gonna get in trouble with my mom at this point i live on my own and uh and i try to smoke it's like a I don't know, some sort of cherry cigar. Is there a cigar called Cherry Garcia or just the ice cream? That's an ice cream. <laughs> what is the Maybe cherry? Maybe as risky as you remember. Is a it a cherry swisher? I really don't know. You're eating ice cream. here. But there is some sort of cherry cigar. It was a thinner thing, and I tried to like it, and I don't even know how to smoke a cigar exactly. Do you not inhale? You just sort of... You do not. You just kind of like... I don't even... That's not even smoking, is it? Yeah, it is. You're, you absorb the... You're still absorbing the nicotine, and you're through tasting your, the tobacco through your cheek skin, like the mouth flesh. Yeah, sublingually, yeah. And, and then your like, lips touching the the cigar is it's wrapped in tobacco. It's a big chunk of tobacco. I, it's totally not in the same nicotine like administration level as like <coughs> a cigarette. Like a cigarette is made to be like, oh, nicotine. There we go. Headshot. I got it. Like cigars are not. So. I, I I've just, never smoked a cigar and been like, oh man, I'm really buzzing on nicotine. I didn't even I know really, nicotine made I you really buzz, but I. Cigars so I thought I wasn't even smoking it. I would just sort of um, like to make the, try, try to keep the end lit, which I was probably unsuccessful at. And I hated it. What little cigar effect I got was all negative. And it, it's kind of why I don't drink <laughs> beer anymore. It's like, you know what? I've decided I don't like this, and you can't wow. make me do it. 
So <laughs> you can't make me do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I not was... gonna drink beer, and you can't make me. No, <laughs> I really liked the cigars for a while. I um, I, I didn't, ha- I didn't really know what I was getting, so I'd always have someone help me. But I, I got my humidor right next to me here. I would um, whenever we go into Vegas, I'd get a bunch of cigars, or when we go down to to Florida, if I could find a really nice cigar shop, I'd get a bunch. Um, I don't smoke them anymore, but for a long time I smoked them. I liked them a lot. I like the, I did like the flavor ones. The flavor. only, the only grown-up thing I'm doing lately is I sometimes cut my lemonade with water because I like it to be less sugary. <laughs> <laughs> and learning to fly is pretty adult. Yeah, that's a pretty big boy thing. Oh yeah. well, I'm, all right. Well, <laughs> me a big did. boy. Who would have ever guessed? And then next year he's going to learn to walk again. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, he's going to be asking for rehab uh, recommendations. Yeah. Day, so be in close give, contact. Uh, it's nice not that kind of rehab. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be great. Woody in a substance abuse rehab, being like, "Why is nobody helping me? My shoulder really hurts." <laughs> you're just outsourcing your addiction. You're trying to get over it, and so your body's using other things to try and replace that pain. You have to fight through this. The paper mouche, Woody. What are you doing? Get over there. You gotta heal yourself. The first day you OD'd on Xanax. That's how serious this is. <laughs> Two hundred thousand. I just took what you gave how me. Many, how many people uh, do heroin? Like heroin made this huge fucking comeback, more than it ever was. And it's like there used to be a stigma to heroin. You could drink, you could smoke weed, coke, whatever the fuck. But if your friend was like, oh, yeah, you want to do heroin? You'd be like, get the fuck. That was the, the line. Mm-hmm. That was the line. Now, no fucking line. They go, oh, yeah, I was doing some opioids and shit. I was doing some fucking carnipins <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. And they go, yeah, yeah, I couldn't get a script anymore or it was too expensive. So I just started doing heroin. Oh, okay. Really? That's just, you know. Oh, I couldn't find a Chardonnay, so I decided on... <laughs> what do you... Well, to be fair, I don't use it every day. I'm more of a heroin weekend warrior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can so get I definitely... and then just destitute for two days and then right? go back. I definitely draw the line at heroin big time. Like, I, that, that doesn't make any sense to even get into that pool. But, like, you, you see in the old westerns and stuff, and, and when they're smoking the opium out of those big, long pipes... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious about that. that I'd like looks to smoke... all right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd like to smoke some <laughs> of that opium. What do you know about it, though? You're like, <laughs> I, I don't know, I... that pipe looks large. That's not like anything you'd see before. Like, it must be okay. The, the pipe, just smoke them. <laughs> I'm that. that. If I were in one of those, like, England... Uh, heroin bars or opium dens whatever yeah. they were called like if it was that era and i was there and i know that these nice chinese immigrants are going to take care of me once i'm <laughs> passed out then i would I'd, I'd probably is, try it but what is the one but, where you go to a shaman and like you take it and you most Ayahuasca. likely vomit Ayahuasca. yeah Ayahuasca. what that's the one that like ceos of tech corporations go there and bother people from indian reservations to to like show them wisdom on what to what apps to put in their next device or whatever it would be. So that's a hallucinogen. You're going on a hallucinogenic uh, ride with that. That you're you're hallucinating things and kind of it's it's more of a brain expanding, mind altering kind of drug where you're afterwards you're supposed to come away with an experience with that one. Is it really mind altering and like experience give? Because like I've never done. Robin Quinter said it was. I don't I know. I'm no not idea. drinking shit. I just feel like. I don't want to vomit. Maybe, maybe it is valid. Maybe it is. I, I've never experienced it, so I won't. I won't say it. it I, I saw it on. Um, what's the hell? There's a TV show on Netflix, like Charlene Does or whatever her name is. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
No. Um, so it, I forget the woman's name, Camille, Charlene, something like that. And it's she does, right? So then it's like she does dating, she does drugs, she does this, she does that. And you see her experience all these things. So the drug one, um, you know, of course, they're smoking pot, like like it's an everyday thing. And then, and then they do alcohol and they talk about some other ones. But they go and they do this, what is it called, indigen? What is it? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. And they Close. go do ayahuasca. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> it looks terrible. They're on their side, laying on like a porch, like like you know planks of wood, and they're vomiting into the. This is a vomit bucket because vomit is totally oh predictable on this thing, and and they're like, one of them was just totally sick and didn't have any like experience out of it, so she did it again, and then the second time I guess she went on some hallucinogenic trip, and and I'm just like my God, like the surefire thing is the worst flu you've ever had. This do- yeah. Don't sign Why not, me up. Like, there are other hallucinogens out there. Why don't... I, mean, I guess they could say, oh, well, ayahuasca really opens you up in a way that mushrooms or LSD doesn't. But I, as, to my knowledge, you're not going to start vomiting violently if you take some LSD. Yeah, right? you definitely want to start off with mushrooms, I think, if that's what you're looking for. You know, Then you're not going to have like the worst day of your life. But that high ayahuasca, I'm not sure about the pronunciation. It's a bit weird because it's not an English word or or any, it, it's not. It, it doesn't derive from anything we're familiar with. I don't think. But ayahuasca sounds awful. She described it as like a brown, thick liquid that he had in like an old motor oil jug or something. Like it wasn't even in a proper container. And she like drinks it down. And he, she's like, "Now what?" He's like, "Well, we wait. And if you get sick, it worked. And if you don't get sick, you drink more." <laughs> and uh. and then you will get sick. And yeah, like, and then you will get sick, and you will hallucinate probably too hard. <laughs> like, God, sounds that awful. That doesn't sound fun. It sounds like tequila, that part about drinking more and getting sick, and then if you're not sick, you drink more. That's anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking Jack Daniels, tequila. <laughs> Leaving is running away with it at this point, and oh man, I don't I know. The right horse on this one. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really happy or really sad, but I'm really interested. I... That's my team riding home to victory or or defeat. It, Taylor... It's too late to look at facts and switch my opinion, Woody. I've made my decision, and we're winning. If we were losing, I might reevaluate. You know, Taylor, as a as yeah, a long term leave guy, is it too late for me to hop on this bandwagon? Am I welcome uh, on this? Are you gonna... How much are we winning by? Um, 6.8 million to 6.4 million. 400,000, you're definitely a bandwagon fan if you hop on now. <laughs> you're just riding the tide of success. What you should do, hop on the remain. other bandwagon. I'll hop on and Remain then. And you then. can say that you, are, you were there the whole time when they went. Right. They yeah, I stu- all right, I'm, uh, that's it. I'm on Team Remain now. Uh, I, I did, I'm certainly no bandwagon jumper because I, I, <laughs> I, I got on them when they were nothing. And we'll that's see how this plays remain out. That's such a thing to do is bandwagon and, God, so indicative of that whole movement. How um, could you call me a bandwagon fan given that I jumped on when I'm losing? It's like being a Detroit what... Lion fan. Like, it, it, when did you sign up? 1992, back when they had that one year? <laughs> the they, NFC Championship? They didn't need The Detroit Lions don't have a championship, do they? No, or but they, they made the NFC Championship game one year. It was 92 or 93. Barry Sanders oh. had quite the season. I can't wait to see the now L.A. Rams suck dick just like they did here <laughs> for the last 14 years. <laughs> because that, that dunce... Whoever's running that organization now, do you see they traded like so much shit 
for the first overall pick that's probably going to be a mediocre quarterback who fails. Oh, I just I like seeing California sports teams lose because they have too many and it's not way fair. too many. Way, too, Way many. too many. Well, then you must enjoy the NBA finals. I like California disasters, too. It's been a while since they've had an earthquake. <sighs> I feel like if they get an earthquake, we're all going to pay. It just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> I mean, we might have to chip in a little more through our taxes in some way we don't even feel or notice, but they'll get crushed under freeways. Those Whole Foods won't repair themselves, Woody. <laughs> I was I, I saying wonder... that the other day that the uh, there hasn't been, like, a really big, nasty earthquake since that uh, Bay Area one. Nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like Al Gore says we're due for a lot of shit six years ago. Yeah. So be wary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep waiting on everything to melt. Let me tell you about uh, USA's uh, USA's show here. Uh, I think you, you guys were talking about this a lot, but I haven't seen it. It's Mr. Robot. So today's episode is being sponsored in part by the hit USA Network show, Mr. Robot. The riveting computer hacking drama is about to return for its second season. The Peabody Award-winning show follows a young cybersecurity engineer who becomes involved in the underground hacker group F Society, who plans to take down the world's largest corporation. When their hack is successful and the consequences are far greater than they had ever imagined, uh, than, than, than they had ever imagined. Rolling Stone magazine hails it uh, the number one show of 2015, and the Huffington Post calls it brilliant. Mr. Robot stars Golden Globe and SAG Award nominee Rami Malek and Golden Globe Award winner Christian Slater. If you've run out of time, uh, excuse me, um, guest stars this season include Craig Robinson. He's the guy from The Office. I like him a lot. I like, I like seeing him stuff. So, uh, so make sure to tune in uh, Wednesday, July 13th at 10, 9 central, only on the USA Network. Uh, only on USA Network, and uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's it. Check them out. Check out that show. I, I've made a practice of only watching Peabody Award-winning shows for <laughs> years now. Yeah. Granted, my consumption has drastically dropped <laughs> off, but but the, the three shows I've watched have been excellent, including this one. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, I, that sounds cool. I don't. I don't. I really feel like I was just trying to piggyback off that, but Taylor left me in the middle of nowhere with nowhere to go. So, uh. <laughs> Peabody shows. I. I they, they must be doing something right. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard a lot of good things about that show. I haven't seen it myself. I watch it. Maybe Sears is the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're the one who who always talks well of it. She just watches it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's like it too. Yeah. So. <sighs> um, I just I just popped up the. Uh, uh, England thing over here. Uh-huh. Leave it. And it's, it says that there are only 44.8% of the votes are all counted. So it's not even halfway through all the votes being counted. Yeah. That's nuts. That is. Yeah, and it's the late. The more I'm thinking about this, the more <laughs> I kind of want to be part of an underdog tale. So oh, maybe I'll jump oh, ship. It's <laughs> too late now, baby. It is too late. You see, you're the bandwagon fan because you've never really experienced what it's like to be behind by three hundred thousand votes like I have. You are, <laughs> you are just there. Like you've never known anything but winning. It, it, it's yeah, it's the St. Louis Blues perennial success, taking the NHL <laughs> by know, storm. You, the, you are the Doctor Chiz of European politics, right? You just sort of wait to see who's ahead. You jumped on that team, and then you've been winning ever since. That's true. I'm totally Doctor Chizzing it. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, you, but, but oh, so you're gonna jump on on the remains? Are you gonna? No, be your- I never left. I never left that train. I was on the boxcar about uh, leaning out, but I didn't jump. <laughs> Uh, anyway, 
yeah. what do we got? I don't even I don't even know. I didn't it's it's we got a thing. Um What is Is this a Euro, who who linked linked fuck you European Union? Oh yeah, that's the John Oliver song that he uh that that they that they did. That's that's how he responded to the European Union thing. A Brexit on It's only 2 minutes. Do you want to watch it? Yeah, I'll watch it sure. I'd like to see what he did. Let's queue up at 0. I'm there. All right. Everyone ready? I'm trying to it, it's trying to open. It may play back through his speakers. I got yeah. it. All right. Taylor? I'm 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 squared away. All right. Ready, set, play. Brexit on Thursday. I have a better solution. I'd like to retroactively enter that EU anthem contest with a song straight out of every British heart that both relentlessly relentlessly insults Europe and quietly acknowledges how lost we'd be without it. Please enjoy. Fuck you, European <laughs> Union, tally-ho, you fucking pricks. <laughs> we are the United Kingdom, you can eat our small dicks. That being said, we're not going to leave you, turns out we need you nonetheless. Fuck you, European Is this the way? I guess they're crazy. That's well, funny. That, that really hasn't they, helped me take a side. <laughs> like, I don't all he feel... did was take a side in the least risky way possible. Mm -hmm. That's I, exactly I, what it was. I, yeah. I'm pretending to be edgy. But I'm down the but middle I, I on like this. I like him a little bit more yep. now because that guy, John Oliver, we both have a real avian vibe to us. He's yeah. got some kind of sparrow, and <laughs> I look. I got an owl head. Uh, I, I I can see way further in this oh, direction than most ripples. people. No one's sneaking up on me. Do you think that's an <laughs> evolutionary thing? Do you think that your people w that's the reason that that you're here through you know through evolution that they were able to see those predators coming more my, my people have always had one eye on the prize. I like <laughs> so that. We've yeah. That's Taylor, I. You know, somehow I also independently came up with the owl thing, but I don't know where from. You don't actually look like an owl. Owls look very different than people. It's the it's the eyebrows that that kind of peek up, and it's hard to tell with the glasses and beard. That's what it is. Yeah. See, the, the this is all a ruse to become less bird-like. Yeah. You know, if, I, if I shave off entirely and remove this, you know. I mean, he's hiding his wings right now. He takes that shirt off. He takes full flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
just uh, hair instead of feathers. Yeah, you look kind of like the wise owl from the potato chip thing with those like peaked eyebrows, because that that's uh, that, that's what it is. It's yeah. only one. This I got I got a, an excellently contoured eyebrow over here, naturally, <laughs> obviously, and this one over here swoops up, and it just grows that way. So it always looks like I'm kind of being a dick, even when I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I heard a I like, joke. I'm a big fan. I heard Let's a joke. I'm uniquely qualified to tell. So an old lady dies and she goes up to heaven. And while she's in heaven, she's there at the pearly gates, and they're they're saying, "You've lived a great life. We're gonna we're gonna let you in." And meanwhile, people are screaming in agony. Ah! And she says, "What is that? Why are there people screaming in agony?" And we say, "Ah, oh, we're we're drilling holes in her back so we can put the wings there." And she's like, "Ah!" Oh. And then she hears someone else screaming. And she's like, why is that person screaming? Like, oh, we're drilling a hole in the head so we can put the halo there. And she says, forget it, forget it. I'm, I'm out. I'm going to hell. And they say, you don't want to go to hell. You'll be raped and sodomized. And she says, well, I've already got the holes for that. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's pretty good. Oh. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I could do stand-up. <laughs> well, you're halfway there. Even telling that joke was longer than a vine. <laughs> hey, did you see the new YouTube Turns of Service? Yes, the bullying thing. Yeah, I, I read through it very in a like very very quick way. Didn't read it all in depth, but so I, I, I saw the one of like I don't, like not allowing content specifically for the purpose of humiliating others and like doing that. And I, I think that's actually a good policy. It's like. So I, I know you two guys are like you, you're on YouTube and you make videos, but you don't like somehow you exist next to YouTube, like an, instead of like really being like following all the players. Um, probably one of the hottest types of content right now is picking on people, right? <laughs> Whether it's the drama channels or the other channel, I hate to like name names because I you know, don't even name them then. Yeah. They're, they're bigger and stronger than me. They're going to pick on me next, so I don't want that. But, but um, uh, yeah, like channels that just like select someone else and then mock everything they do is the hip thing right now. It is exploding. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it, how I feel about that sometimes depends on who they're picking on. Like if they grab like, like I don't know, I wouldn't want it to be me, but like a me – I'm somehow a little less vulnerable to this stuff. Oftentimes it's people who have like some sort of learning disability or they're just young, like they're kids. And um, it feels... Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, and, so, uh, that, that was a real one that I saw. Uh, I don't even know the channel, or maybe this was like a re-upload because it wasn't on a channel with a lot of subs, uh -huh. but it was like just making fun of a, a young kid. Like 13 and years kid old? uploading content and the kid, yeah, just like a child. And it's like, yeah. this is, that's fucked up. Like, that's out there it's for this ruthless. kid. Like this kid's yeah, gonna see it. But up. it's incredibly profitable. These channels are getting like one to three million video or views per video, and uh, and they're also not that hard to make. You know, no. like it, the, the the production value is usually just video gameplay in the background, and they're just picking on someone. And uh, I feel like a hypocrite making like saying I almost disagree with that for the reason of being a fan of O and A for so long and laughing my <laughs> fucking ass off at. Every time Bobo came in and Jim talked him into like coming on the floor, whatever the hell was happening in there, like <laughs> yeah. looking back, like I'm like, oh man, that must, that's, and, that's and not as bad as I don't feel on a like... child who just uploaded a video to the internet. At least Bobo wanted to be there. Like, and, and I yeah. can't, pre I, can't <laughs> I can't pretend that Painkiller already. I, I don't. We're episode 288 now. Has I'm sure someone could make a montage of us like 
saying things that were hurtful or you know, exactly. laughing at a fat picture of someone or who knows what. But um, it's not the picture that's fat; it's the person. <laughs> so Don't blame it on photography. <laughs> they ate their way into this. Yeah, camera added ten pounds. Not her fault. Thirty cameras. Ten cameras. <laughs> <Yeah. all> <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, I, I'm no angel, I'm sure, but uh, um, anyway, I wonder how these terms of service are going to adjust the YouTube scene because it seems like they're doing it in response to the just like shooting star popularity of bully channels. It's almost like, like when I watch videos of like a political channel who will put up like bits and pieces of an, an opposing views content and make fun of that. Like that's entertaining. And it's almost, mm. you know, educational where it's like, Oh, this is the reason that this policy is X, Y, and Z stupid. What a fucking rube or whatever mm -hmm. they say. But when it's just for the sake of picking on a child, and it's like, that kid didn't have an agenda. He was just like, you know, I'm having fun with this. I bet the world would have fun with me. Like, no, he just... They do? He just gets abused. Dude, it's like, incredibly popular and everyone loves it. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. That it's... I, I, I think it's, like, the, the shooting star of content lately. Like, the most popular thing is, like, just sort of taking other people's content and picking it apart. It's a fine line, though. Because yeah. if you just say that it's you know, being malicious, then what if someone says, hey, I made a video on fucking abortion or whatever, and the anti-abortion or pro-abortion people took it, and they were maliciously, you know, maligning all of my positions and misrepresenting them or something. Like, is that going to be looked at as okay? Like, are we, are we taking that down? Or it's, like it's tricky, right? Like, CinemaSins does it, but that doesn't bother me because they're not picking on weaklings, right? They're picking on, like, I don't know, Iron Man or something, Deadpool. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, like... It would hurt my feelings if they did it to my vlog, but I'd get over it. <laughs> um, Is there, like, what's an example of something they would rag on? Like, what would a kid be doing that they, and how would they actually rag on him? Um quite grasping what type of bullying this is i feel like if i get into examples that i'm really naming names you know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know they, they might grab like a, a little kid that's singing or something and uh and just talk about how this person has no talent and uh okay. that the, the dancing or movements that they're doing are really cringy and um yeah and you know it's their team and do you see the actual people that are critiquing this for sure they take clips of it and then talk about no no what i happened. mean do you see the actual people that are doing the bullying they're... are they on camera no they're in, they're kind of anonymous oh okay typically. see that's fucking bullshit <laughs> i always hated that man. <laughs> um yeah so oh. yeah at least like when like on O and A, they knew it was Opie and Anthony. They could write you a letter yeah, and, and say, "We got... don't like this." I love so many times. I, you would, there, I don't remember what it was, but there was one time a caller came in, like hot, saying that, like, "Fuck you, Anthony! Like you're just a racist! Like you're the oh, worst!" Yeah, and yeah. you started screaming, like, "Stop just saying it on the radio! Come to my house! Yeah. Come to my house and see me! I'll be here! Come to my house! <laughs> I dare you! I fucking dare you to come to my house!" Screaming at this guy, yeah, daring yeah. him to come uh, to your home, and that you'd be waiting with a gun. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. I started the topic meaning to talk about the terms <laughs> of service and not the channels, but yeah, I, I I feel like this is going to shake up YouTube. I, I feel like there's like, I don't know, I can't think of the equivalent. Like music is suddenly becoming the new popular thing, and they don't allow music on YouTube anymore. That's 
that's the mm-hmm. kind of shakeup that we're having. Having so, I don't know. Huh. I look forward to seeing how it's enforced and what they do about it. Uh, but it's I don't know if you're a a YouTube follower, this is huge. It's a big deal. Kyle, what you looking at? I'm looking at the new uh, Model 3 Tesla. They just released some new images of it. I'm on Reddit trying to find some newsworthy, noteworthy occurrences that have come happened lately. But you just want to see the new Tesla. It looks looks pretty nice for what it costs. I guess with the, I don't. I keep hearing it both ways. I don't know if the tax rebate is going to apply by the time people are taking um, ownership of them and they'll and it, they're going to get those savings, or if it's going to run out by then. But this is the less car. expensive Tesla. It's supposed to be like thirty grand. Yeah, and then you know, in the twenties with the with the, the tax rebate, I guess. Wow, that's inexpensive. That I mean, I bet it's yeah. going to be like a new ten eighty. Like you can't actually buy them. <laughs> the people are selling well, them they, crazy pre-order. Well, they had the pre-order thing forever. She just has a pre-order. Does he? Yeah. Huh. They're know, uh, they they passed. I like, I like a fucking internal combustion engine. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely prefer it, but I would add one of these to my little collection of vehicles. Add it to the sure, collection. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna go on a trip that it's suited for, like I would do that. Uh, if I lived in a city, especially, maybe it's stop and go, stop and go, mm. but. Where I live, I've got I've got a Camaro and uh, and a pickup truck, and you know if I need to work, it's my truck, and if I'm yeah, I don't yeah. Know, having yeah. fun, it's the Camaro. So, but those they're beautiful. It looks pretty nice, mm. and that's cheap too. But the problem is right that that like we're creating the electricity that's being pumped in these electrical cars with fossil fuels. Maybe and, and I know there's my... no trade off, man. Come on, but I. I feel like that's not necessarily true, right? I mean, there's solar, there's windmills, there's nuclear, 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 I think. Yeah, whatever. I'm an uneducated slob. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there's nuclear and, you know, so not everything necessarily. And, and it, I think it's a little easier to clean things up when you can, like, pinpoint, I'll make it up, like, 300 power sources as opposed to 100 million power sources. Sure, but I think the the majority of the United States energy is is still coming from like coal fire, right? I know we've got hydroelectric in the mix, and and I know that um, uh, nuclear is is doing some percentage, eighteen percent or something like that. But I think by and large, it's still coal and oil that that we're putting into those things, whether we pump it into the tank or get it out of the outlet. I, I don't know what the percentage is really, and I know um like coal apparently is like like one of Obama's shining achievements has been that like coal is no longer profitable like people are going out of business my old contractor who like took forever on this house had this giant coal mine and uh so i sit there and i monitor the price of coal like rooting for it to go down because i hate him and it does he's fucking broke over that i'm sure (laughs) not as far as the the pound has dropped the pound is at the lowest point it's been to compare comparatively to the dollar it's the biggest um uh drop in 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 valuation since 94 or something like that i think it lost 5.9 percent against the dollar today Hmm. so buy some fucking pounds yeah that's what kitty just did go back up i I think kitty just bought bought three or four grand worth of pounds just a minute ago yeah Pound on track for largest slump in history. Wow. I don't. I don't even like. 
I don't get currency trading. Like I, I, I follow all kinds of trading and stuff, but the sorts of things that would make a currency do well versus another <laughs> one. Yeah. Like I get that like a strong economy generally leads to a strong currency, but the all this de- like I don't know how to predict where it would go. Or I, if you were to tell me that you know that like this X incident was going to happen, I couldn't even tell you what was going to happen to the currency because of it. Currency trading is a whole nother flicking thing that I, I, I just predicting I it certainly is. But I mean, we've got a clear cut case of it dropping to historic lows right here. It Great. Seems like Bye. So I can tell you how to lose money a few hours ago. Like that, <laughs> that I could lock in. As far as what it's going to do next, I don't, it must be dropping because people think that it's going to drop, right? Well, it has dropped. It, it's dropped now. So so you want to buy pounds and wait for them to recover, I hear right? you. Well, that's that's assuming that it's done dropping. You know, it's, yeah, well, there's I mean, the old... Buy low, sell high thing. <laughs> right, right. So the, the, I hear you. Is this low? I don't know if this is low. I mean, like, low okay. Enough. So it looks like Leave is going to win. They're ahead by half a million votes because Merka and his other bandwagon riders are going that way. And, uh, assuming that that, like, that they leave, I, 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 maybe when this prediction becomes a fact, then it'll really drop. Maybe it's only down 5% because it's likely to drop. And when it actually go, they, they leave, it'll be 10%. Or maybe the rumor's worse than the news. So, and, yeah, buy, buy $3,000 worth of pounds now. And if it keeps dropping, buy three more thousand dollars worth of pounds. Can't lose right now by buying pounds. Unless Britain is going under. Right. In which case, we've got bigger problems. Yeah. The, the UK is just... We're going to have to feed those limey fucks. <laughs> I, I, you can lose now. Because, like I said... The vote's not even in. Like half of the votes are in, and it just looks like it's a, a close. So what, this, what would the scenario be where if you bought one thousand dollars worth of pounds, which is like seven hundred dollars worth, or, or like seven hundred pounds now, or something like that? Like what could happen? It could drop even further and stay there forever to the point where you never recover your money. I just don't think that's a likely scenario. Right. Oh well, sure. It's not like we're options. It, it absolutely could just keep dropping for the next ten years because leaving the EU turned out to be some sort of bad idea. Well, if that there's no way. Oliver well, I will, and England just turns into picking a pocket and, <laughs> a little <laughs> and more Please, sir, I'd like some more. <laughs> more? Yeah. I, I'm really out of my depth on currency trading, but you know, like, yeah, just because something like just crashed doesn't always mean that like it's a buying opportunity. Sometimes well, it's, it's just a good reason of the. It feels representative of, of you know your overall faith in England as well, right? I feel like like the strength of the pound and the two cor- uh, correspond to one another. I don't think England's about to like go under by any means, but I definitely see that because of the lack in faith of the future for England, the the, the currency has dropped and and be de- been devalued, and it it's may just, very well drop further. But I think it's going to bounce back. I think it's just the mystery, say, like the new thing is. The, them being out of the European Union, so you're kind of like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Uncertainty is something markets hate. They don't like, like, the, and then once you, you figure out what is going to happen, what the trend is, that shit will go right back up. The pound is a great investment right now. <laughs> I can't speak for like Anthony's is- expertise. I'm pretty sure the rest of us don't know jack shit about it. I live so PKA. <laughs> yeah, I I'm just <laughs> rambling on here. <laughs> well, the thing about these dividend readjustments is like... <laughs> Cliff, could you spell it out for us? Could you, could you really break it down for us, the, the legal ramifications of all this? Yes. Cliff couldn't even begin to understand any of this. It's as worthless as a wet scorecard. 
Yeah. What's in your safe? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, yeah it's probably just because this stuff's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Like during these big changes where it's like anytime there's a huge change, the currency drops a bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because it's un Uncer like uncertainty. Uncertainty. People don't like that. Huh. I don't know. It's not going to be the end of I'm basing I... that on no knowledge and no examples. <laughs> None. Right. <laughs> that's like how we do it. Though. I like the way you work. I like it. Uh... What's well, about it? I think we're all out. All right. I think so. Yeah. All right. That works for me. So that was. Let me tell about Mr. Has to get to Game of uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, oh, I, I will fucking put that right on. <laughs> I will be watching your Twitter to see well, what you think. Remember to uh, be sure to check out season two of Mr. Robot on Wednesday, July thirteenth at ten nine central, only on USA Network. Um, and you can tweet using the hashtag uh, Mr. Robot while you're watching the show. Yes, you can, and you should. Painkiller Ready, episode two eighty eight.